Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the sidelines. <clears throat> Myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, K Walking Jay? All is well, all is well. Looking forward to another one, guys. Yeah, everything's good. A lot of stuff to talk about. NFL free agency, NCAA tournament. So it's going to be a fun night tonight. Guys, before we get started, I do want to ask that you please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Is The Sideline Speaks. We are also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You will absolutely find us on there as well. Please share, like, and comment. We will greatly appreciate your support. Um, and soon we'll be having so much more guests and so forth coming on as well. Guys, this Daylight Savings is killing me right now. <laughs> I'm just like... I want to go to sleep. Um, it's funny how one extra hour can kick your butt. Uh, For sure. All right, guys, you ready to talk some sports? Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's get into it. As we all know, what time is it? It is NFL free agency time. So the official start date is tomorrow at, at <clears throat> I believe, at 12 p.m., I think, tomorrow. Um, it might be a little later in the day. But right now we are in the NFL tampering where you could legally, I guess you could say, speak with players uh, prior to the uh, NFC free agency start. I wish the NBA would do something like this. Instead, they'll just... They do. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be legal, though, by their law. Yeah. It's not legal. Yeah. They do it. It's just not legal. <laughs> but, guys, I know this wasn't on a list, but I just wanted to ask you what you think because we know this team is rebuilding a lot. Um, and they made it to the playoffs. They re-signed their quarterback um, to a big-time contract that we don't necessarily agree with or the majority of us doesn't necessarily agree with. But they were able to then franchise, tag their big-time running back. I'm pretty sure you guys know which team I'm talking about now. But today they made a big trade. They went out and got Darren Waller from the Raiders. I just kind of know real quick, what are your thoughts on this? What do you think about the Giants in this particular move? Okay, well, well, it was a great move for the uh, the New York Giants, man. I didn't see that coming, especially with uh, them signing Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, the Raiders, um, everyone was raving about, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo going to the Raiders. They had all these weapons, like and he didn't have weapons in San Francisco. But, you know, they said, you know, they had Josh Jacobs. Uh, they had, um, you know, Devontae Smith. I mean, Devontae Smith. Devontae um, uh, Adams, uh, Hunter Renfro, and then Darren Waller, of course, as well. Then all of a sudden, uh, Darren Waller is out of there, and you and as, as the head scratches, you got to ask yourself what's going on there first and foremost. But again, uh, it's a great move for the Giants. It's a safety blanket, not just a safety blanket, but this guy is legitimate. I mean, he's really uh, a cross between a receiver and a tight end um, as well. So that's an excellent weapon for Daniel Jones, um, for sure. De uh, uh, Coach Dable is going to have fun, uh, you know, designing up plays for him. Then you got, uh, you, know, you got, of course, Saquon Barkley, as you mentioned, Britt, they, uh, you know, they franchise tagged him. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Giants do uh, going forward. But very good trade, and they only got it. They only had to give up a third rounder for yeah. him. So that's what that was interesting yeah. to me for sure. So I want to know what's going on in in uh, in, in uh, Tinseltown, or if you will, or Sin City, I should so call it Sin City. What's going on there, and what other dominoes may fall uh, for sure? But great move nonetheless by the Giants. Yeah, it was interesting. I was I was completely shocked. It was an excellent move by the Giants, something that they needed because they need playmakers. I know they got, like you said, they got Saquon Barkley back. 
Um, and I think because one of the main reasons because of that particular move, that ended up forcing the Cowboys had to go get Stefan Gilmore, as we know. The Eagles needed to re-sign James Bradbury. I know he's a tight end. These guys are corners. Um, but you just never know how that could kind of help and give a little bit of size because Darren Waller is 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, he's a 6'6 six, six yeah. tight end, and that's a huge mismatch problem. And it's going to be curious, especially with the Eagles, now that it's now N'Kobe N- N- Dean's time to step up. Um, but he's he's small. He's only about 5'10", 5'11", I believe. So he's small. So him trying to guard a 6'6 six, six guy, he might need some help from one of the corners. So, um, And a lot of other matchup problems that you know he'll cause with a lot of other teams within the division. But, Jay, your, your thoughts on this move? Yeah, no, I agree with you guys. Um, it feels like the Giants are doing it right right now. We, we know they're a well-coached football team. You know, however you feel about Daniel Jones, okay, but they believe in him. They kept Saquon. Now they go and grab a matchup nightmare and Waller. I mean, it's going to make that NFC East a really, really interesting division, right? All mm-hmm. three Eagles, Cowboys, Giants all make the playoffs last year. Maybe the Eagles is going to be interesting because they're going to lose some talent for sure. So it's just going to be really interesting. It feels like the Giants are making a lot of moves that they really believe in. So you got to kind of like what they're doing right now. They're kind of doing it their own way, following their own path. Mm -hmm. But I like the move, especially as Kay Walk alluded to, only giving up a third rounder. I feel like that was a no-brainer for the Giants. Yeah, it sounds like and we know we Darren Waller has injury issues, but it sounds like like uh, K Walk alluded to. It might be some issues going on out yeah. in Raiders land. Um, I know Devontae Adams. He, he said a few things not that long ago that kind of had you like, eh, "What's going on here?" But we all, you know, you just ignore it and keep it going. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting yeah, rest of the sure. off season. Let's see what these team team do. Um, I think right now. Even with all the losses, additions, so forth, I still will put the Cowboys and the Eagles at the top of the division. Um, I think the most work will absolutely be the—I keep wanting to say Redskins—the Commanders at the bottom. The bottom. Yeah. But all right, guys, let's move on because it's the NFL tampering, and as we know, yesterday was the first day, so a lot, a lot of players were um, were signed. There were a lot of announcements regarding a lot of players signings, although they can't officially sign until tomorrow. So I want to know one team, just one team, what is your most improved team after the first day of the NFL tampering? Jay, I'm coming to you first. Yeah, this is tough because I feel like there's a lot of the big fish, you know, are still out there. But if, mm-hmm. if I could only pick one, Britt, I'm, I'm going to th- those Raiders that we just talked about. I really think getting Jimmy G was, was a really mm-hmm. good move for them after losing mm-hmm. Derek Carr. You don't know obviously what's going to happen with their quarterback position. I know a lot of people don't, don't love Jimmy G. There's a lot of mixed emotions about him. Britt, you feel like he's more of a backup than a starter, but he's stable. He wins whenever he starts. And I feel like that may have been the best that the Raiders were actually going to do at that position. So Mm -hmm. I think the Raiders getting Jimmy G right now to me was a really solid move. Now, obviously tomorrow and in the days to come, my opinions on this will probably change, but right now I like what the Raiders did at QB. Yeah, no, you're you're right. I mean, it was tough losing Darren Waller. He's a big piece there. But you still have Devontae Adams and a lot of other players that that they should be okay. 
but just wonder if there's a little bit of trouble out going over yeah. here. It may um, be the coach. It could be. It could be. be. Um, I think for me, I'm gonna go with the Chicago Bears. Um, I like what they did last year. What were we saying? Eh, we don't know about this team, it may take them some time. Mm-hmm. But they had so much cap space. They went out and signed linebacker Tremaine Edwards. They then went out and signed linebacker TJ TJ Edwards. I'm sorry, Tremaine Edmonds, and then TJ Edwards. All these TEs. What's going on here? <laughs> um, but the big one to me, they traded for DJ Moore to give yes. Um, yes. Justin Fields another playmaker to go with uh, uh, Chase Claypool. And they still have a top 10 pick. So that's the big thing. They still could go potentially go and get their guy that they've been looking for in Jalen Carter in this particular draft if he drops back. I know we'll talk about that trade maybe a little bit later. Um, but to me, so far, they have been a big time, one of the most improved teams. Let me correct that. One of the most improved teams is this free agency thus far. We still have more time to go. It's a long free agency. Um, but, yeah, they have been the most improved team. Okay, yeah, I like that pick, Britt, for sure. But um, I, I went with the, the, the Denver Broncos. I, I think with everything mm-hmm. they, they did, they shored up that offensive line for sure to give, uh, you know, Russell Wilson some uh, some much-needed protection. They signed the uh, the right tackle from uh, the 49ers, uh, Mike McClinchy, there. Then they went out and got the big-time guard from uh, the Ravens as well, Ben Powers, um, uh, for sure. And, um, you know, that's going to give uh, Russell Wilson, you know, the, the, again, the much needed time that he, he, uh, he, he, uh, you know, much needed time that he did not have last season. He was just mm-hmm. running for his life. Uh, you know, we saw that all season long. And then they picked up, you know, it's a sneaky pick, but I like it. It's a sneaky pickup, but I like it. It's Jared Stenham um, from the, uh, he picked him up from the Raiders. Um, you know, he's, he's actually a pretty decent guy. If you saw the game against the 49ers, he actually put up some pretty decent numbers against that particular against that defense. And that's saying a lot against that 49ers defense. So um yeah, I like the Broncos. Sean Payton's coming there and made an immediate impact as soon as free agency uh, opened up or the uh, tampering par- portion of it, they hit the ground running. They knew exactly what they wanted, uh, who they what, what they wanted, what they needed, and they went out and got it. So I love when the team goes out there, devise a game plan, and then ultimately executes it. So I, I'm going with the Broncos. Here. Yeah, okay. Well, I like that call, man, because a lot of those names might not be the ones that make the headlines, yeah. but they definitely got better. Yes. You know, so I, that that's a really good call. Maybe the best thing they did. Obviously, it's not really part of free agency, but getting themselves a really good football coach yes, is going to go a go. long, long yeah, way in Denver, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's what most people have to fail to realize. It's not always the big names that, you know, really helps your team. It's the unknown guys, yeah. you know, that's looking to to get that big contract or get uh, become a household name. So they're willing to work that much harder and I gotta understand they have just as much talent sometimes as some of those top tier guys. So, yeah. but it's it's gonna be interesting to me. Those are the guys that make your free agency. That's what happened with the Eagles last year. How many people thought about Kaiser White, T.J. Edwards, and so forth, so forth, and a couple other uh, teams that went out there? I know Chiefs did a couple of things, and they won a Super Bowl with not a whole lot of talent on the defensive side. So, those are those are the players you you really want. All right, guys, let's move on. I want to talk about quarterback Kyler Murray. Interesting. (laughs) Um, So recently there was an interview with his teammate, Calvin 
Beecham, I believe is his name. He's a tackle. He's a tackle. And they actually just re-signed him or extended him to, I think, a two- or three-year extension they gave him. Um, but they asked him about Kyler Murray's leadership. <coughs> Beecham's <coughs> response was, be a man and grow up. <laughs> but I will say Calvin Beachman did clarify what he meant by saying, and I'm going to read exactly what he said. I didn't say he lacks leadership. I just think he needs to grow up a little bit. I think if he has the ability and willingness to grow up, he's going to be just fine. Do you think he was wrong to say this in public or, you know, put it out there for everybody to hear outside the locker room? Jay, I'm coming to you first on this one. You know what? I, I don't think he was right. I mean, at, at face value, right? If you just look at the headlines, it looks bad. Mm -hmm. But if you watch the whole interview and you kind of look at it all in context, which I, for some reason, I happened to see this guy talking about it. It really wasn't as bad as it sounds like he was very complimentary of Kyler Murray throughout that entire interview. He did talk about him needing to be a leader and needing to grow up, but it really didn't come off in a negative way when he was saying it. Then obviously when writers get a hold of it and they pull out a line here and a line there, it looks a whole lot worse in the headlines than it actually was when he was saying it. So when I heard it, I didn't really think twice about it because he was very complimentary of Kyler Murray, but also talked about some things that he needed to do to get the team over the hump. So I really didn't have a problem with it. The issue is when it becomes a headline and then people start kind of looking at it in a different way. But in context, it really wasn't that bad to me. Yeah, I didn't think I have a problem problem with it as well. I think Calvin Beachman, he's one of the leaders in that locker room. So he understands, you know, Kyler Murray is still somewhat of a young guy and he does yeah. need to grow up. We said it on this show. He clearly mm -hmm. needs to grow up. If you have a study clause in your contract, whether they kept it in, removed it, whatever, the fact that they were even thinking about implementing that into your contract, that means you need to grow up. If you are yeah. known to play Call of Duty more than you are known to watch film, you have to grow up. Um, so, you know, his leader of the team recognizes it. That doesn't mean he's – he's. it's called constructive criticism. You know, it's okay for somebody to give you feedback, whether it's in your face over the air or whatnot, that doesn't mean they're disrespecting you. That doesn't mean they don't buy you, which you bring to the organization or team. Um, clearly he does. And that's why he said it the way he said it. But I agree with you, Jay. It's all about headlines and that's what grabbed people's attention. Um, yeah. Look, the media world is very smart. They know how to get people's heads to go from here to like, wait a minute here. <laughs> so they'll, they'll grab your attention real, real fast. But I agree with Jay on this one. I don't think it meant to be uh, uh, spiteful or harmful in this situation. Okay, well, yeah. When he said he had to grow up, did he mean that in a, in a, in a literal sense, like he had to get taller, get to grow up, or <laughs> did, I didn't understand? That. I mean, Probably I didn't see the both. Or anything, right? <laughs> but uh, no, um, yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with everything you guys um, you guys mentioned um, there. I mean, we we talked about it. You know, we well, I think one of our one of our questions, well, one of our topics was, you know, who was the biggest prima donna in, in the NFL? And then I went immediately to him. 
So because everything you guys mentioned, Britt, you mentioned about playing Call of Duty, you know, the study, uh, uh, the, you know, the, uh, the, the study um, clause in his contract. Um, yeah, I, I think he knows that he's hearing it from everyone. He's hearing it from Meacham. The, uh, the you know, he's he's a leader there uh, for sure. So, you know, you got that big contract. Once you get that big contract, Call of Duty has to go. Your Call of Duty is on the field, not on the TV or not in the, you know, Xbox or whatever you're playing there. That's where your Call of Duty is at right now because you got that huge contract, man. So, yeah, he has to go. I, you know, I don't have a problem with what he said, mm -hmm. what Meacham said, even if it was exactly what he meant and if, even if it was taken out of context it's still the truth the truth is what it is That's everyone's right. saying that you know it, it is what it is i mean and i and I, I believe wholeheartedly that he has to be that guy man you got that big contract you mm -hmm. asked for it you went out there and you begged for it you pouted like you know that little kid that you look like you running around like a toddler who just stole his mother's phone and <laughs> trying, she's trying to get it back from you that's what he looks like when he's running around the field to me sometimes but yeah all seriousness yeah he has to get it done man he is the head of that snake, um, if you will. If he goes, they go. You know, Coach Jay, you know that saying. But um, if he goes, they go. And that's what any quarterback in the NFL for sure. But, yeah, I don't have a problem with Meacham airing it out because that's what it is. I don't care what it is. The media is going to do what they have to do to get that attention, to bring attention to their, you know, their source, their 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 paper, their 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 podcast, whatever the case may be. They're going to break that and they're going to twist and turn those words as much as they possibly can. But whether it was twist or turn, the fact of the matter is, I believe it's, it, it needs to be done by Kyler Murray. Yeah, and I think the big question is, is will Kyler Murray receive it? Like, will right. he accept that constructive go. criticism that, yep. that, that you called it? Or because he kind of carries himself with an arrogance, you know? Yeah. So you yeah. wonder if a guy like that is, is even willing to listen or is he just going to keep doing it his own way? Yeah, that's the biggest question that we're all waiting to see, I guess you say, can say. Not here, here, but see um, if he's going to answer that particular question. Because right now, it's not looking too good. But we still have hope for him outside of other players whose name I won't mention because um, we talked about those two guys enough. I'm in Philadelphia, guys. You guys should know. Who, who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have hope for him. He's in my division, so I, I don't have hope for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, look, they looking to trade DeAndre Hopkins, so he didn't get traded yet. No, he's still there. Um, all right, guys, so we're going to switch gears. We're going to move on to the NBA. Don't worry. We'll come back to the NFL a little bit later. After losing three straight games to the Lakers, to the Thunder, to the Grizzlies, the Warriors had then came back and won their last two games against championship contending teams against the Suns and the Bucks. This inconsistency, inconsistency has been apparently a trend throughout the entire season for the Warriors. Why do you think the Warriors have been so inconsistent? K-Walk, I'm coming to you first. I can't tell you why. The, 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 the biggest thing is they can't win on the road. They're definitely not road warriors <laughs> by any yeah. stretch of imagination. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. they can't win on the road. And, and, and in order to do that, where they're presently, um, you know, uh, at in the standings, they're going to have to win, you know, uh, two or three road games in order to uh, to advance. So um, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know if they're just one of those teams that just kind of like just feels like as though they they can um, – they can turn the switch on anytime they that they feel like it. 
um, because they are that. I mean, they, they could be that good. I mean, you know, you got Steph Curry, who's you know the load management. You got Clay, of course. You got Draymond, Wiggins, and all those guys. So, um, you know, when when you look at it, it just looks like to me they're just waiting for the the, the real season, if you will, uh, to begin, and that's the playoffs. I, I don't I don't think they really care about home court advantage. So mm-hmm. to me, the only thing the answer I can give right now, because they're actually, obviously they, they're the same team as what they were last year, same coach, everything for the most part anyway. Um, I just think that just, you know, just, just taking the time and kind of playing possum, if you will, kind of mm-hmm. laying down and just waiting for the real season to start. And that's when they take off. But I don't have a legitimate answer or a real answer to tell you why they've mm-hmm. been un, uh, so un- inconsistent. Other than the fact, I just think they just just waiting for the real season to start, in my opinion. Yeah, that seems to be what they did kind of last year, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I think for me, injuries, I think, plays a major factor in this. Andrew Wiggins has been out for a while. Um, Steph Curry recently came back, what, a few, few weeks ago or so. Um, I know Draymond Green was out at one point in time. So everybody, it's like they can't get this entire team to be on the floor at the same time. Um, so I know that's a big part of their inconsistencies. But outside of that, I think I agree with K-Walk. They still have a lot of talent, a lot of young guys. It's a good balance between veterans and young guys. Uh, I know there is a concern because this team is starting to get older. Their primary players, their 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 stars are starting to get older. I think Steph, Steph, yeah, is what thirty-five. Draymond might be around that same age or a little older. You know, Clay is getting up there now. Um, but I do think when healthy, they're still one of the best teams in the league you still have steve kerr Kerr as your head coach so i'm still not too concerned as of right now but at the same time they shouldn't get in the habit of playing around you know you could beat these team in a regular season go ahead and beat them you don't want to end up being that you know that that what uh seventh eighth ninth seed and now you're in a play-in tournament so i think right now they're they're the fifth seed in the west so let's finish this off. Let's do what you're supposed to and get a decent seating in the playoffs so you can avoid the play-in tournament. You would like to have home court advantage if you can, but I do agree with you. They don't care about that. They, they showed that last year as well. But I think injuries would be the biggest factor. Jay? No, I think it's exactly what both of you guys said. The injuries, obviously, right? Clay trying to get healthy. Steph's been out. Draymond. I mean, they, they've been in and out of the lineup all year. And then I agree. K. Walk, I, I just don't think they care that much right now. You know, it's like <laughs> they have a case of we're the champs-itis. You yes, know, we're yes, the champs. Yes. We'll turn it on when it's time. I think they believe they can beat anybody in the West Mm -hmm. in the playoffs if they play their best basketball. So I don't think they're really worried about it. And, too, like if you look at the other teams in the West, do you really want to see the Warriors in the first round? I know I don't want Phoenix to see the Warriors in the first round. So (laughs) I I think they're they're doing enough to get themselves in a decent position. Like you said, Britt, stay out of the play-in get themselves in a decent position. And I think come playoff time, they feel like they can win it again. So I think they're just doing as, as just as little as they can to be where they need to be and then right. to get ready for the playoffs. And then maybe that's a smart strategy. Uh, try to keep these guys healthy and have their energy high for the playoffs. So it might be something that they're purposely doing that we're unaware of. 
You know how these how these guys would be. Oh, my knee hurts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet we see them jumping up and down on the sideline channel. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so, um, you know, uh, but all right, guys, let's see. So because we're t- I'm going to stay on the NBA topic right now, um, I want to know your most underrated NBA teams. You know what? We'll start with that one first, and then we'll go to the next one. So right now I'm going to ask you, what do you think is the most underrated NBA team? Jay, I hope you guys don't steal it. It probably is going to be stolen. But, Jay, who you got? I got two. Can I say two or you want me to just go with one? One right now because you right. one of those might be right. If I can only go one, <laughs> if I can only go one, I'm going with the Los Angeles Lakers. They they've won they've won seven out of their last ten without mm. LeBron. They've been playing pretty good. We haven't really seen the full roster since they made some moves and did those trades and brought some guys mm. in because then LeBron got hurt shortly after that. If they get in the playoffs and LeBron is back healthy, AD, I don't know. This might be a team that could give some teams some trouble. So I, I think the Lakers are probably better than a lot of people give them credit for. They're an afterthought right now. And when you talk about teams that can win the West, no one's talking about the Lakers. I think they're probably better than people think. And if fully healthy, I mean, I know that's a big if with, with AD and LeBron, but if fully healthy, I think the Lakers could, could be a problem in, in the playoffs. You know what? I don't have a problem with you saying that. Um, I think since the trade, they have been a more a much better team. They got younger, which was very important. Um, D'Angelo Russell is back, which is important. I know he's good in that point guard position. But the main thing to me is Anthony Davis. I can't call him street clothes Davis right now because he's been playing. Yeah. But the most important thing, he has been commanding, demanding, commanding, mm-hmm. however you want to say it, the basketball. He, he's been playing like he's the star of this team, and he should have been playing like that all along. Um, so I'm actually okay with that answer. Uh, K-Walk, hopefully you don't steal mine, but let's see what you got. <laughs> I don't know if I will. Britt and, I, and a lot of people are going to look at me like I'm, I'm crazy, especially the New York fans. And I'm going to say the New York Knicks are the um, the most underrated uh, team right now. I just think um, – you know what they've been doing, how they've been playing. I know they they lost a couple of games in a row after winning, I think, what, seven, eight, nine in a row, whatever it was. And then they came back and they, they won the other night. Um, and they've been without Jalen Brunson um, a, as well. So, uh, and they've been winning without him. So that, you know, Jalen, uh, I mean, Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, uh, those guys have been stepping up. So the New York Knicks are a scary team. I don't want to see them in the playoffs. If I'm, I'm a Miami Heat fan, so I don't want to see them in the playoffs especially when Jalen Brunson gets back. Um, Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau has those guys playing. They're young. They have a lot of energy. Um, They can put the ball in the basket, especially from behind the arc. Um, So I'm going to go with the New York Knickerbockers. New York Knickerbockers. No, I can't disagree with that one either. I love Jalen Brunson. Uh, And then one guy, Emmanuel Quickly. Oh, he's he's gets on my nerves, man. (laughs) He is annoying on the court. Um, and oh my goodness, he's annoying, but he's he's quick (laughs) and he's he can shoot a little bit, he's quick to that basket. Um, and it's like you really don't want to have to deal with him if you're a defender, you just like, oh, here he goes again. But mine, um, I actually thought it would be taken, I guess it's going to be the obvious one. And and these three, I'm gonna go with the Kings, the Sacramento Kings. Um, I really think they're extremely <laughs> underrated. They're third in the West. They have a 40 and 27 record. They've been playing lights out lately. Yeah. Um, De'Aaron Fox has been playing well. Sabonis, 
I'm just saying Sabonis. Uh, he's been playing very well. And then they've been low-key getting these young guys that most teams don't really care about. And they're adding them to their team and they're playing, you know, above and beyond what we thought they were capable of playing. And they're playing well, very well together. So I'm going to go with the Sacramento Kings in this situation. I think they've been a little disrespected. Most They're third in the West and most people just look right right by them. They'll say Denver Grizzlies, uh, <laughs> Warrior Suns, and so forth. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's like they became an afterthought probably because of Sacramento. All right, guys. So we're going to go to the second one. Your most overrated NBA team. Okay, welcome coming to you first. I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets. I think the Denver Nuggets are a team. I know they're in first place right now. I watched this team quite a few times. I watched them the first time against my Miami Heat. I wasn't I wasn't impressed. I said, you know what? Let me just I can't go by, you know, first impression. Let me let me let me let me see these guys play other games, other teams. And they've been doing the same thing, man. It's been not consistent. Um, they're very beatable. I know Jokic is, you know, averaging a triple double. And they've been without, uh, I think, uh, Murray's been out as well. But um, even with him, um, I just don't think they can – I don't think they can make a deep run. I mean, I know they're number one seed. They're going to probably get past the first round, whoever they play, that play-in game. Um, but that second round is going to be iffy for me. But um, I know they're number one, and, and I know you don't want to – you know, you're not – you know, I'm not trying to disrespect them in any way, but I just think they get more credit than, uh, than, than they deserve. I, and I've been watching these guys, so I'm not just saying it because I don't watch these guys. I watch these guys, not impressed, very beatable, very beatable team. So I'm going to say different nuggets for sure. Um, I can't even get mad at you, mad at you with that, because that was my team. And that's the only one I had. <laughs> I did the same thing. Uh, the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. Um, look, I think if it's a team like, I don't know, what's, what's, a, what's a not a great team? I can't think. Maybe the Hornets. The Hornets, yeah, the Hornets or something like that. They're going to kill them. But it just seems to me that when it comes to sometimes the bigger, more championship contending teams, they tend to struggle a lot more. Um, mainly due to the fact their star doesn't play defense. I just read a stat the other day that says he's the, I think he leads the league or he's second in the league in kickballs because he <laughs> does not want to play defense. He just says, I'm going to just kick the ball. Yeah, it's a stat. I never knew that was a stat, but it, it is a stat. I think he had over a hundred and something kickballs. Like that's, come on, just, How just I get that play, play defense. Um, Look, I respect Jokic. I love him on the offensive side of the ball, but he needs to do more on the defensive side of the ball. And unfortunately, he just can't move. He doesn't have that quick <laughs> quickness that you need. Um, I love Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, like you said. I just don't see them getting very far in the playoffs. I see them as maybe getting past the first round. But when it comes to these championship guys um, or these championship contending teams, I don't see them competing with the Suns. I don't see them competing with um, – the Grizzlies, whether job maybe without job, maybe. Um, I know that's a whole nother situation. He may or may not be back by then. Um, the Lakers to me are coming up. Think about it. Anthony Davis, Davis versus Jokic. He's not going that's to defend a potential first round matchup, too. That's, yeah, that's a exactly. So I just I don't know if I see them getting out of that first round once again. Jay. Yeah, you guys took the the first team in the West. I'm going to take the second team in the West, Memphis. I I, I yeah. think they're overrated. Um, I know a lot of bravado. They they talk a great game, mm -hmm. but 
you know, if, if we're really talking about teams that we think can win a championship, is Memphis really on your list? They're not on mine. And obviously, Britt, you alluded to everything that's going on with Ja. When's he coming back? Is is he coming back? Like, so that, that whole situation. So for me, Memphis, I, I know they're the number two seed, but but I think they're overrated as well. And Jay, you said my that. second team I thought was overrated. <laughs> I had a list here. I just went with Denver. Uh, I was real passionate about them being overrated. <laughs> um, it could be other reasons behind that as well, but we'll yeah. talk about that later. <laughs> MVP, MVP. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> call me out like that, K-Walk. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so we go ahead back to the NFL. And I got a little segment called, because it is the NFL free agency, where are they going? Now, I did send you guys this time the list of the players because I felt like it would have been too difficult trying to figure out which teams did what. It was still hard for the most part. Um, But where do you think these particular free agents are going? And these are players that have not yet signed. I hope they haven't yet signed yet. Uh, Nope, no updates on these guys yet. I'm watching the TV right in front of me with the sports (laughs) updates. Um, So the first one we have, Wide receiver Odell Beckham. I know we have talked about him plenty of times before prior to this, but now this is it. Where do you think he is going? You most of us understand certain teams' cap space for the most part. So where do you think he's going? K Walk. You know what? I was going to say he's going to follow Aaron Rodgers. So he's either going to be with the Packers, he's going to be with the Jets. But the Jets just signed um, Lazar to a, a con, big contract. Not a big contract, mm-hmm. but a decent-sized contract. Enough to – I don't see Odell going there. I know Aaron Rodgers was lobbying for him. Um, you know, maybe they can get him on a one-year deal at a, you know, a discounted rate because if they, if they land if they land uh, Aaron Rodgers. But I'm going to say – I'm just going to stick to my guns. Wherever ever Aaron Rodgers goes – I think Odell Beckham will be there as well. So if he's with the Packers, obviously he's going to be a Packer. If he's with the Jets, um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, then Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be with the So wherever Aaron Rodgers signs, that's where OBJ signs, in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've heard recently Aaron Rodgers had this list of players that he wants, um, and Odell Beckham was on that list for him to go to the, uh, the Jets. So we'll see what happens. For me, I went a little outside the box. Um, I say he's going home. And what I mean by home, I don't mean New York home. I mean Louisiana home. Saints. Saints. Um, I think they could use him. I know they just redid uh, Michael Thomas' contract. Um, I know they have Chris. Uh, Chris, Help me out, y'all. Chris. Olave. Ole, Ole, however you say his and name. Olave. Yeah. Olave. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Olave. Appreciate it. Um, but I think he will <laughs> Well, look, I'm not good with names. Y'all listening to me? I'm not good with names, okay? I'm just putting it out there. So if you're coming up with some tricky name where it's only two uh, two letters that's pronounced, I will never get it. I that. only uh, know his name because he ran through Penn State secondary State. every year. That's the only reason. <laughs> but no, yes, um, I think you would do well. I know they just signed Eric Carr. They're looking for another explosive guy. He could fit well in the slot or the outside. Um, I know he's older, but my understanding from his workout, they say he looks stronger. He looks more explosive. So it's going to be very, very interesting. And he can help them out a lot. Um, but, Jay, who you got? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think the New York, the Jets thing is interesting. I, I feel like Odell's going to go somewhere that kind of fits his personality. Um, 
So for me, I, I know there was a lot of talk about the Cowboys. I think that that could still be in play. They weren't able to do it last year, but I, I definitely think that'll be on the table. And then my wild card is the Miami Dolphins. I could see Odell in Miami um, to uh, the city of Miami. I just feel like o- Odell might fit in nicely there. So I'm going to take two teams, Dallas and Miami for Odell. Nobody say he's going back to L.A.? We just forgot about L.A., huh? Yeah, I guess it's too time. much of a rebuild. Don't have a quarterback. Yeah. Right. Don't have yeah. a quarterback. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting to see if he goes back to – I mean, if he really considers – the Cowboys. I thought about putting that on my list, but I just don't know if there was enough damage done there or not. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> and as we know, uh Jerry Jones is still talking. Just uh, but my next one, guys, linebacker Bobby Wagner. Jay. You know, this was a tough one for me. I have no idea where he's going to go. Because I I don't know. I don't feel like he's got as much left in the tank, I think, as you guys think he has. I I feel like he's kind of on the downside. I feel like he's going to be a late signing. I don't know that anybody's really going to be chomping at the bit to sign Bobby Wagner. Um, So I don't know. Um, I have Chicago on my list. I don't know why. I just have, I just said, yeah, he feels like a Chicago defender to me. (laughs) So I got him down as a bear and I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, possibility. I don't know because they just signed TJ Edwards and trained me Edmonds. So maybe he'll, I don't know, as a mentor, but K-Walk. I got the Cowboys on my list. I, I, I think the Cowboys are eyeing him. I, I think it's probably be a late signing, but I think he fits well with there, you know, with um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Urshak, uh, Ursh, uh, I can't think, pronounce his name. I forget his name. Um, and then you oh, got Vander Ash. Vander Ash. Vander Ash. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Vander yeah, yeah. Ash. You say you were bad with names. Um, <laughs> I just heard it you, not that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got Michael Parsons, uh, of course. There, I think you you, you could put another vet. Uh, if you put a um, a vet there and Bobby, I think he's a uh, Bobby Wagner. I think you put him in the middle. I think he has a l- a little bit left, enough left to make mm-hmm. a run. Put him on a team that's you know that has you know Super Bowl aspirations. The the the, the Cowboys definitely do. So um, I, I think that'd be a good spot for him. I thought he might go back home and go back to uh, Seattle, but I don't I don't think they want to go back that route and get older there. But I, I think the Bobby Wagner fits well with those guys that I, that we just mentioned. So I, I like the Cowboys. I had the Cowboys on my list, but I'm gonna throw one out there that y'all might be like what. But this team just recently lost both their linebackers from last year. They have to start a young Georgia linebacker. They just switched potential to a 3-4 by B-Wag, maybe the Eagles. Um, there could be some interest there. He could provide mentorship to the young Nicobe Dean. Um, he could still play a little bit. He is a little older, but he still has a little bit of skill to him, of course. Um, and just help to 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 bring that new defense, defense along. So that is a potential possibility as well. I have heard they're looking at him. You know, Eagles always doing their research. Doesn't mean they're going to sign him, guys, but they're always going to do their research. But the three teams I did put down was Eagles, Cowboys, and maybe go back um, to the Seahawks. All right, next one, quarterback Baker Mayfield. I'm going to go first with this one. Um, this one was actually really, really hard. Um, I know there's a lot of reports out there with the Bucks. <coughs> And me looking at almost every team, I'm not sure if I can necessarily disagree. I know a lot of teams um, 
already have their quarterback or, you know, teams like the Panthers or who else is up there? Uh, I can't think of who else is at the top of the draft, you know, but they're right there to get one of those quarterbacks. So unless he's looking to be a backup quarterback, maybe the Bucks, he might be able to compete for that Bucks starting quarter uh, starting position. Um, yes. This one was a little tough for me. I'm not going to lie. That might not be a bad idea. They're basically in rebuild mode somewhat. I know they still have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, I believe. Um, so they still have a lot of talent. They lost Leonard Fournette. Um, they got to show up that offensive line. But, Jay, who you got? Yeah, Britt. I, I just wrote on my paper backup. I didn't even write yeah. team. I just wrote backup because right. I feel like that's what he's going to be. And it's going to be hard to predict it because we're going to have to wait and kind of see how all the quarterback moves shake out. And then I think if there's a team that real, that wants a quality backup, because I, I do say he'd be a quality backup that if he had to play, could probably win you some football games if necessary. Uh, so, yeah, I just have him as a backup that'll find a home once – kind of the whole starters landscape gets settled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. It was so hard to find him where to put him in a starting spot. That's what he wants. He wants to be a starter, but I think his only opportunity would potentially be the Bucks. And I'm not even sure if they really want him to be the starter. Um other than that backup. Okay, well yeah, if he wants to be a starter, the XFL is still uh, is still going on right now. So I'm hearing that, Jay. I'm hearing that. Um, but yeah, I had the Bucks on my list. But since you guys said the Bucks, or you said the Bucks, Brett, I'll go a different route. Just thinking about it, because um, Matt Ryan was just released mm-hmm. by the Colts, so I say the Colts may be another landing spot for him as well. I think that uh, you know he can possibly compete for them for the number one mm-hmm. spot, but at best. Or at worst, I should say he'll be a backup like Jay alluded to. So um, I, I do like the Colts. It just popped into my head because you took mine, Brett, but I had the Bucks there. Um, but so I immediately went to the Colts, um, especially after Matt Ryan got released. So that not mm-hmm. might, might not be a bad uh, a bad spot for Baker as well. So either the Bucks or, or or the Colts for me. Or go back to the Browns. I mean, not the Browns. Who we just come from? Uh, L.A. Go back to L.A. Mm-hmm. and be their backup. That's, that's a good so, spot too. Yeah. Um, who knows how long Matthew Stafford has? He's getting. He's aging. And he looked yeah, like he's aging part. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he clearly, he, he may get hurt again. Not to wish that on anybody, but get older. They don't have the offensive line that you would like for them to have. He, he's a little bit in danger. At least, you know, Baker Mayfield can move back there a little bit. Last one, guys. Running back, Miles Sanders. He is no longer coming back to the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. He is going elsewhere. Where do you think he's going? K-Walk, I'll come to you first on this one. Yeah, kind of like we talked about before the show, guys. You know, I, I said that at uh, the first two, one of the, I have three teams here. I, I'm eliminate one, uh, eliminate one, excuse me, and that's the Dolphins. And I think the Dolphins, they just resigned Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. So I, I don't think bringing uh, Miles uh, Sanders is, is, is a smart move there. So it just be a crowded back uh, backfield. Uh, so I eliminate the Dolphins. The other one, I had the Bears there as well. I think the Bears is a good look. Um, you know, I think they're doing the right things mm-hmm. right now. They're getting their, you know, draft, you know, they're uh, trading the right pieces, bringing the right pieces in, and they'll still get their guy. But I think ultimately he'll line, wind up in Buffalo. I think a Buffalo is a really good spot for him. Mm-hmm. I think he fits exactly what that offense wants to do. They need a, uh, they need a running back. I know Liam Hines um, just uh, reconstructed his deal. He turned his uh, his 2023 uh, salary into a signing bonus, so that opens up some salary cap space mm-hmm. there for him. 
They brought in, of course, they brought in uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey. So I think, you know, bring one more big time name in there. And I, I really think like Jay, you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, and in, in, in pre-show that he still has some miles left oh, on. No sure. pun intended. No pun yeah. intended. But uh, he still has some, you know, he still has some uh, gas left in the tank, if you will. So I, I'll, I'll go with the Bills. Is Devin Singletary, he's a free agent? I don't know, Britt, but that would be a good one-two combo, though, for sure. Yeah, I, I think he is, though. So that's mm-hmm. why I think, because I heard the Bills as well um, could be considering them. Uh, I went a little bit out the box with this one because um, their guy, they just announced he's up for trade. I said the L.A. Chargers. Um, Austin Eckler most likely will not be there at the beginning of the season. Um, he could play behind Justin Herbert. You have Mike Williams there. So that kind of opens it up where a lot of most of the defense will focus on Justin Herbert. I don't know if Keenan Allen will still be there. I think he is. I'm not sure if he's a free agent. He might be a free agent. Um, but I think that was that's a good spot. Good young talent surrounding him. Like you said, Miles Sanders is still young. He's actually a decent blocker as well. He got better um, when he was with us. So their offensive line is okay. So it's not the Eagles offensive line or one of those top-tier offensive line, but they're a decent offensive line. Um, he still has some speed. He's not as speedy as most teams would like for him to be, as you can see in the, the um, championship, NFC Championship and Super Bowl, where they kind of switch him out for Kenneth Gainwell to give it more of that speed on the edge. But it's a lot that Miles Sanders can do. He's very, very talented um, out of Penn State. But, Jay, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny when I wrote my notes before the show, I put he's stay in Philly is what I put. But then I saw his Twitter. Then you guys were telling me before the show and it's not it's not going to happen. So I I do like I I like what you said, K Walk, about Buffalo. But but let me be a little bit of a homer here because we know every team does it by committee now. Right. There's not just that bell cow (laughs) running back anymore. What about the Cowboys? Like what's going to happen with Zeke? Zeke looks like he's washed. I heard rumors that maybe Pollard might be looking to go elsewhere. I don't know, but if you had miles and Zeke or miles and Pollard, like a combination of two out of the three of those guys, that might not be bad. And Britt, you're right. He doesn't have great speed to get around the edge, but I think running behind that Cowboys offensive line in between the tackles would really be a strength for him. So I'm going to say maybe, I know it's a little bit of a homer pick, but maybe staying in the division and, and putting that star on his helmet might not be a bad move for Mr. Sanders. You know that's not happening. Another Penn first State all, guy going to the Cowboys. First, that's right. First, first, that's right. first of all, Sanders don't want that vibe from Philadelphia. He just said, I love you, Philadelphia. He wanted to stay here. He wanted to stay. I just think the numbers didn't work. I think that was the yeah. biggest thing. It was the numbers. He is not going to, to the Cowboys. Don't be surprised. Don't be and surprised. the Cowboys still have Zeke, and they just franchise tag Tony Pollard. They need to get rid of Zeke. So, I'll tell you that right now. Good luck with that. They got. They got to figure that out. He can't play. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna switch over to the NFL draft. Um, I have a few questions for you guys. The NFL draft is next month. It always comes on around my birthday. Usually, the first or second day is always on my birthday. I think this year is the second day because my birthday is Friday. Um, yes, I claim that. Uh, <laughs> but I have three questions for you. So, some of these may be obvious to you. Like, of course, and some of these may be like, all right, I just wanted to go a different route here. So my first one is, who are your top two 
running backs in this draft. We always talk about the quarterbacks. It's quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Let's talk about some of the other positions. Who are your top two running backs? Um, I'll go. I'll go first here. I, for me, I took the obvious guys for this one. I took Bijan Robinson out of Texas. I think he's probably the best back in the in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, traditional running back in between the tackles can make you miss, can run you over. I feel like he's a can't miss prospect. And then I went with Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. If, if you give this guy a crease, he'll take it 60, 70, 80 yards. I really like what he can do in space. So for me, those are the best two guys. Okay, what? Well. Yeah, I agree. Those are my two guys as well. Um, Robinson, mm-hmm. just to add on what Jay said, you know, just a well-rounded back. Like Jay said, traditional back run between the tackles. Uh, for sure. And then you got Gibbs, um, who's a great all around back. I mean, he could be a dual back uh, for sure because he's great out of the backfield catching the ball mm-hmm. as well. Very athletic, very strong as as well. So definitely, like you guys said, um, these are obvious right, right now, Robinson and uh, uh, and uh, and Gibbs. Yeah, I took the same too, uh, being John Robertson and Jameer Gibbs for all the same reason that you guys said. I think these two are just exceptional running backs. Put them in I mean, look, B. John Robinson's getting compared to Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Like, uh, that's, that speaks enough volumes in itself. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jameric Gibbs is being compared to Calvin um, Calvin Amara. So, but I think he's like, he may be a little bit faster and maybe a bigger. I, I got to confirm on yeah. that um, than the Alvin Kamara. So, and they're both pretty good uh, uh, block, run, block. What am I trying to say, guys? Pass blocking running backs. I know B. John Robinson is. Um, so put these guys, put any of these two guys in your backfield and just watch them go. Very, very good playmakers. I also like, I can't remember his name, but it just came to me. I believe his name is Tink. That's all I remember. His name is Tink. He's a Bigsby. Tink ah. Bigsby. Not a Auburn. Yes. yes, I like him as well. I think he's a talented back. And then there's another. Texan uh, running back. I don't know if I spoke to him earlier. I might have spoke to him prior to the show. Um, Johnson, big Johnson, back, yeah. I think he's like yeah. six two, yeah. something like that. Big. He's pretty quick. Rashawn, um, is it or something like that. Johnson. Okay. Yep. He knows how to break tackles. You go for his le- his legs. He always tends to slip right out of it. So it's just so unfortunate that he was lined up behind B. John Robinson. But I think if he was on any other team, we would have seen so much more from him um, to where he could potentially be a first rounder as well. All right, guys, two more and then we'll go to break. Next one. Let's see. Let's see. We'll go with this one. Your top two cornerbacks, not quarterbacks, but a cornerback. Jay? <laughs> Wait, who did I go to? Jay did first. K. Walker, I'm coming to you first on this one. Um, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Devin uh, uh, Witherspoon out of uh, Illinois. Um, he was, I know he wasn't a big time guy, but what happens is um, he had a great, um, he had a great senior season, man. And he graded out very well as far as the NFL goes when they're looking at his tape. Uh, and they said that it was probably one of the highest tapes, uh, one of the highest grades um, that they've given out for a cornerback in you know the last mm-hmm. nine, 10 years. So, um, and I agree with that. I mean, I'm not a big same guy. But just watching his film, listening when you, you know, when you posed this question, I immediately, you know, went to see what who prospects were. I did my mm-hmm. homework as far as watching him on, um, you know, watching that film, uh, and they hit the nail on the head with that uh, very good, solid quarter. I mean, cornerback there, and then the young kid out of uh, young man out of uh, Oregon, uh, Christian 
uh, Gonzalez, uh, total package, man. Total package has all the the, uh, the NFL tools uh, that you need. Um, maybe just a little bit. He, need, he could be a little bit bigger, but he plays he plays a lot bigger than he is, and he's very mm-hmm. physical, and he's a great co- cover corner uh, as well. Has all the tools that you need for uh, for an NFL corner. So uh, again, I went with Witherspoon from Illinois and Gonzalez from Oregon. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, Witherspoon. I mean, it's so hard to go against him. He hits. Hard for a corner. <laughs> Who does he hit hard? And he will he will be on your hit. Like whatever route you run, he's running it right with you. Now the only thing is he can be a little aggressive, a little handsy at times. So that could potentially get him in trouble as far as pass interference or holding calls. Um, but I think with the right team, the right defensive coordinator, or I should say um cornerbacks coach can they could fix that easily. Um, because he's definitely a potential CB1 in the future, no doubt about it. My second one, hmm, this one was hard because <laughs> you have Christian Gonzalez, who I love. Speed, size, uh, good cover corner, plays well in the zone. Then you also have Joey Porter. I think he increases value um, from Penn State. He increases value. Yeah. Um, he ran that 40, and it was like, oh, he's a 4-4 guy because sometimes it looked like he was a little slower. But I think that kind of increases uh, a draft position. Great coverage guy. He sometimes could be a little handsy also, but he's a good uh, tackle corner as well. And then the other guy, he's a little bit more of a project, but he did so well because he was in the SEC, and that's Keely Ringo. I'm not going to leave him out, guys. Um, He's a little bit more of a project, but I think he has potential as well. But I can only do two, so I'm going to go with Devin Witherspoon. And because you went with Christian Gonzalez, that would have probably been my first option. I'm going to give it to Penn State Joey Porter. Um, I just think his lineage, he's going to be tough. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to be ready. But, Jay? Yeah, no, I I think Witherspoon and Gonzalez are probably the two best prospects. But, Britt, kind of like you, I I went off the path a little bit on this one. I I did take uh, Joey Porter Jr. as well, just watching him every single week. And you're right. He does get handsy. He holds a lot. So it'll be interesting. He's going to have to adjust that in the NFL. I don't know that he'll get away with that every week in the NFL, but he's really long, you know, and when you go up against these tall receivers, he'll be a great matchup for some of the taller receivers in the NFL. So I, I went with Joey Porter Jr. And then I just stayed in the big 10 conference Deontay Banks out of Maryland, mm-hmm. probably a guy not a ton of people are talking about, probably the fourth or fifth corner on the board. Yeah. But he's impressive. He's got some good ball skills, good feet. So I, I think he's probably going to impress some people and be a really good pickup for whoever takes him. I will say, I think Joey Porter Jr. is probably the most consistent corner out of all of them in the, in the draft. Um, he may not be the most talented, but to me, I think he was the most consistent. And one we're forgetting is Emmanuel Forbes. I know he's getting a lot of uh, uh, good say about him. The only thing I think he's he is skinny. Ooh, you thought Devontae Smith was skinny. You know, he plays receiver. Emmanuel Forbes is a talented guy, but boy, he is small. So we'll see how that works. Um, it may work well for him, but don't ask him to tackle anybody in the rent any of the running backs. Can you imagine him trying to tackle Derrick Henry? Good luck. (laughs) All right, last one, and then we had to break your top two defensive line. I was going to make you take one person out, but I'll allow it to stay in, (laughs) and I think y'all know who I'm talking about. 
Jay, I'm gonna come to you first on this one. Yeah, Jalen Carter, he's the no-brainer, right? I mean, he's <laughs> yeah, he's right. gotta be the best guy on the board, maybe the best player on the board. Now it'll be interesting because of some of the things off the field, how how much he's gonna slip, but he's gotta be the first D lineman taken off the board. And then I Clemson, I went to Clemson for the other guy, Miles Murphy. Uh Clemson's got a couple of guys <laughs> that could come off the board pretty yeah. high. Uh, but I, I went with Carter and, and Miles Murphy. I think they're probably two of the best okay well yeah i mean obviously i went with uh jalen carter as well for everything that jay said and everything that everyone else is saying about him he's just you know i mean possibly the best player in in the draft let alone the uh the best defensive lineman so i put jalen carter in there also went with um uh kalijah cansey from uh pit uh young man out of there i mean he's just uh just just a stud i mean eats everything up i mean just you know, he, he's kind of like, uh, you know, he, he reminds me of a, I don't want to say the rubber, you know, throw some salt in your wound, if you will. Aaron, but kind of my, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, I don't okay. want to say Javon Hargrave. Okay, okay, good. We, we feel a lot of this type of way about that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I like the, uh, the young man out of, out of pit uh, uh, for sure. So uh, those are my two, Carter from Georgia and Cansey from, uh, uh, from Pitt. See, what I understand about my Eagles is if any position I trust them in is the trenches. I may not trust them on the cornerbacks. I may not even trust them on the receivers. But they're going to get them trenches together. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. All right. But my top two, um, you guys actually stole both my guys. Um, so I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I'm, I got to say Jalen Carter. That's, yeah, that's, you like, have to. that's the obvious pick. That's, <laughs> he is elite of the elite. And this entire thing, I'm actually hoping he drops down to like six so we could trade up to go get him. Y'all ain't <laughs> um, getting him. Y'all ain't getting not happen because I don't think he'll get past five. Um, because I think it was the Seahawks or some, I think it's the Seahawks that's up there. I don't see him getting past five. Um, we could get him. <clears throat> could get him, Jay. You got two first round draft picks and a bunch of other stuff you could trade up and go, go up there. But so Jalen Carter. Um, and then I'm gonna go with I'm gonna give him some shout out. I'm gonna go with the other Clemson guy. I love Miles Murphy. I'm gonna go that Brian Breesy, I believe it's his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Very can play. talented, uh, uh 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 on that D line, strong. Um, I think he's gonna be whoever whatever team gets him will be happy. And he is absolutely um in the top five of those mm. defensive linemen. So any one of these guys, you can't go wrong. Of course, the top of the top is Jalen Carter. So We'll see what happens. All right, guys. On that note, guess what? We get to go to our first break. Um, and then Jay takes over, of course. Actually, you know what? We'll talk about it on the other side of the break. So I'm not going to spoil anything. We're going to talk about it on the other side. But you guys are listening to <laughs> The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kemba Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. 
We make it easy to talk sports. All right, welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. If you're watching, hit that subscribe button for us, guys. Hit the like button. Share it with your friends. We're, we're trying to grow this YouTube channel. It's a labor of love. It doesn't happen fast, but uh, <laughs> we're working on it. We're trying to get there. Like so that. help us out as best you can. Um, all right, guys. Look, we're an hour in, and we haven't talked any NCAA basketball. I, the play-in games start tonight, right? So I think yes, they do the playing games tonight, and then tonight, I guess yeah. the real, the official <clears throat> tournament kicks yeah. off on Thursday. <clears throat> so let's just get right down to it, guys. I want your final four. I, I know you guys have brackets. I, I know you got your brackets filled out. I want, I want a final four. I'm not going to hold you to a champion or anything like that, but at least <clears throat> give me who you think is going to be that final four when it's all said and done. Let we'll do the men's and the women. But let's start with the guys first, K-Walk. <laughs> Who you got, man? Who's in your final four? Yeah, I do have a champion as well, Jay. But um, I'll, I'll do the <laughs> final four. We maybe hold on to that uh, for later. Yeah. But, um, you know, coming out yeah, coming out of the South, I got uh, I got Alabama coming out of the South with Coach Nate uh, Quats there and the young freshman, Brandon Miller. I, I know Brandon Miller is going a lot, going through a lot with uh, with everything off the court, with the, with the whole shooting um, and everything like uh, and everything. But I, I tell you what, I, I've never seen a young man with so much mental strength, man. Um, I mean, he's just uh, mentally strong, man. I, and you know what he did a few weeks ago, scoring 41 after everything has come out about you know the, the whole gun thing. He's yeah. um, he's legitimate, man, and I can see him going to the NBA early this year as a freshman for sure. Yeah. So I have Alabama coming out of the South. Tar Heel fans don't hurt me for this, but um, coming out of the East, I got du- I got the Dukies, <laughs> man. I got the Dukies coming out of the East. With, you know, um, with uh, you know, uh, Jer- uh, Jeremy Roach is right now. He's getting healthy. That's scary because uh, he's been hurt for the majority of the season. Duke has been treading water for the most part, coming yeah. off of the ACC championship. Uh, first year coach John Shire as well, and Filipowski uh, as well is is a force to be reckoned with too, inside and out. So I got the Dukies coming out of the East. Uh, then I got uh, Houston, uh, the Cougars with uh, Kelvin Sampson um, and the junior guard there, Marcus Sasser as well. Those guys, you know, they're, they've been up and down. No one really wanted to hold. They're right now. They're the num- they're not even actually you know, Alabama's number one overall seed. But Houston, they lost the uh, they, they lost the yeah. uh, conference championship to Penny Hardaway and, and the Memphis, uh, Memphis Tigers there. But I uh, still like them going, um, you know, uh, uh, getting to the. Uh, the final four. And, uh, and, and the last one coming out of the West, I got UCLA, man, UCLA wow. with, uh, with coach uh, Mick Corum, um, young man, Tiger Campbell, man. I mean, I call him Bob Marley, man. If you, if you, if you ever watch this team man, young guard, there, uh, guard there with the hair, like Bob Marley. And then they got uh, Johnny Duzanga as well, the leading scorer. So again, I got Alabama, Duke, Houston, and UCLA. Yeah. That's an interesting four K walk. Um, some big names in there, some tr- some traditional powerhouses, and you know it's not going to be all chalk, right? Because wow. you know there's going to be some upsets along the way yes. somewhere. So that's a pretty good four with some some one seeds holding, and then some other teams jumping in. Britt, what are you thinking? Who who you got as a final four? I don't know, guys. Like the men's side, I'm just all over the board. One <laughs> day, one day is this, one day is that. I have no idea. I know for sure Alabama. Um, as long as Brandon Miller is playing, <laughs> Brandon Miller's not playing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it looks like he he'll be fine. He's playing. 
I just think defensively, they're just so great defensively. Plus, they can score. Um, I think on average, I think they're holding their opponents only 60 points a game, but they're scoring almost 80 points a game. Yeah. That's huge. That's major. Um, the other ones is, can I say to be determined? <laughs> is that an option? Um, and I don't, know, I don't know why, but for some reason, uh, who, who was it? Howard. I don't know why I could kind of see Howard, Howard being Howard? upset. No, yeah, Howard. Now nah, I just threw him out there, but no, I got Houston, Memphis, and Kansas guys. Houston, okay. Memphis. I do okay. have a final four, but those are my guys. The last three, I'm be honest with you, I just think they're they're fluent. I'm not 100 sure about this. The only one I'm really positive about, honestly, is Alabama. I do like Memphis. I like what Hardaway is doing with Memphis. Um, Kansas, you can never count them out whatsoever. Um, they have a lot of talent over there. Yeah, Houston is is pretty good as also. Well, yeah, no, Britt. I mean that that's a good four. Um, like like you guys, I have Alabama too. I I feel the best about Alabama making it to the final four. Right? If I had to pick one team that I was most certain about, I feel like it would be Alabama as well. Mm-hmm. Now in the East, Gaywalk, you said Duke. Britt, you said Memphis. Those I have both of those teams that I have Memphis or Duke, right? Because I, mm-hmm. I really do think it's going to come down to one of those two teams. I look the way Memphis played in that championship game the other day, yes. Houston. <sighs> if they can play like that, they're going to be a tough out for anybody. Mm-hmm. The question is, can they do that consistently? I think I'm going to go with Memphis here, but I, I wouldn't okay. be surprised at all if it was Duke. It'll be one of those two teams, I'll say. In the Midwest, I kind of pulled a wild card here. I went with Miami. Um, I, I'm just going with the Hurricanes, man. I don't know why, but when I was just looking at the bracket, something just told me to take Miami. So I got Miami coming out of the Midwest. And then I, I stuck with Kansas in the West. Um, you know, I wanted to keep a couple of, like Alabama and Kansas, a couple of teams that – you know, a lot of people feel like are going to get there. So I got Alabama, Memphis, Miami, and Kansas as my four. Hey Jay, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hurt your bracket, man. But I got, I got Drake beating Miami in the first round. Man. I got Drake beating Miami. <laughs> Do you really? Well, that watch Drake, de- man. Them, them boys can play. They can shoot threes, man. Watch them boys, man. Trust That'll them, definitely man. bust my bracket for sure. Don't need to do it, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's go to the women. I like you said, Britt, the men, it can be hard because there's a lot of upsets. I feel like some the women's tournament is a little bit more predictable. As the women's game continues to get better, though, we are starting to see more and more upsets along the way. Uh, but you know, it's gonna be interesting to see who can get to this final four on the women's side. So, okay, Walk, I'm gonna come back to you for this one. Who you got in, in the women's tournament? Who are your four? <laughs> Just me? Oh, good me. Yeah, oh, my yeah. bad. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> um, I got um, I got the obvious coming out of the uh, Greenville one. Um, I got South Carolina. I think yeah. they're, they're the favorites to, to win it all. So you got to go with them for sure. And even if they weren't the favorites, that means you just you're just a hater because um, they've done everything right. Um, they beat everybody mm-hmm. convincingly, led by Dawn Staley and of course Zia uh, uh, Zia Cook uh, as well. So though I think they'll. Ultimately, well, I'm not, I'm not going to give my prediction there, but uh, they'll definitely uh, be in the final four. Um, second, coming out of Greenville, um, two, I got Indiana, man. I got Indiana with Mackenzie Holmes. Um, she, she, she's just a beast. You know, 22 points, uh, 22.3 points a game. 
Uh, I, I really do like uh, Indiana coming out of there. I, I'm going to go uh, in, in the uh, the Seattle three. That's what they're calling it, uh, guys. Um, UConn, led by uh, Leo Edwards. I think UConn gets back on the map, if you will. They, they kind of tapered off. You know, we're not hearing, you know, that that uh, that uh, that UConn of old with, uh, you know, um, with Lobo and, and, and those guys, Sue Bird and, and all those names. But I think they, they come back uh, a little bit. I'm not saying they're going to get it done. But uh, I like them coming out of Seattle three, Seattle uh, four. I like Iowa, man. I, I know. Um, I think it's Virginia Tech. I think Virginia Tech's in that um, in the yeah. Seattle four. No, are they in? A, um, I forget who's in that for Seattle four. But I like them. Tech. Yeah, I like Iowa beating um, them, uh, led by uh, Caitlin Clark. I think Caitlin Clark is um i mean she's obviously she's to me she's a female version of uh steph curry uh she gets it done i think she leads this iowa team to the final four coming out of that so i got uh, south carolina indiana uh yukon and iowa <clears throat> yeah good call okay well those are some definitely good picks uh like you i got south carolina for me that's a no-brainer yeah. i also have iowa because caitlin clark is just phenomenal and not just kate like they have a good team yeah, too like they, they play well they together do. they got some bigs on the inside that can finish at the rim they have a really good team so i wouldn't be surprised at all if i was in the final four <laughs> But for me, my, my four is almost like a SEC invitational. I got LSU. <laughs> um, the, I think the only game they lost this year was to South Carolina. And oh, Tennessee beat them as well in, in yeah. the uh, tournament. But LSU is a two-loss team. Uh, now, mm-hmm. a lot of people say they didn't play a tough schedule. But I think LSU finds a way to get there. And then Tennessee. I know they lost a bunch of games, but they played one of the toughest schedules in the country. They have Rakia Jackson. If you guys haven't watched her, this girl is phenomenal. She was projected to be like the third pick of the WNBA draft. She decided she's coming back to Tennessee next year. So I Tennessee's playing really good basketball right now. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get there as well. So I got South Carolina, LSU, Tennessee, and then Iowa from the Big Ten as my fourth. Britt, what say you? Who you got? I almost put Tennessee in there. I was this close to putting Tennessee in there. So JR is almost look identical. But my first three, obvious, uh, I did South Carolina. I mean, what can you say? Undefeated. I I think they're gonna win. I don't think Dawn Stilly is gonna allow his her players to slack off to the point we're not gonna they're not gonna win. Um I chose UConn. I think Paige Buckner's and uh was it Azzy Fudd, I believe that's her name, right? AZ, AZ Fudd. AZ, thank you, AZ Fudd. Um just those two, their their chemistry, they're these are just two great players. Paige Buckner can shoot from wherever she wants to. But the biggest thing for me is she's healthy this year. Last year, she wasn't healthy. I believe she, did she tear her ACL last she's year? She's hurt again, Britt. She ain't playing. She's hurt again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's hurt again. She's out. She's out for the tournament? Yeah, she's out. Okay, well, I'm at this. Right, me too, right. bro. Never mind. Never mind. Breaking news for Brittany. Breaking news. All right, so we're going to have to change that out because without Paige Buckner, then um, they may get to Sweet 16. I don't think they're going to get past that. Okay. Um, Iowa, Caitlin Clark is not hurt. No, no. She, <laughs> okay. She's playing for sure. Uh, so I went with Iowa for all the reasons that you guys said. And then I agree with Jay. I went with LSU. Um, I like LSU. I love Angel Reese. Um, They have, I believe they might have the SEC uh, uh, rookie. Is it the rookie or freshman of the year? Yeah, she can play. She can play. Uh, 
Flaugier Johnson, yeah. I believe. Yep. And it's funny because I've been following her for a while because she was actually she played basketball her life, but she's also a musician. So I also I always follow her musician side. Um, she's a rapper, guys. That girl can play. She has skills. Yeah, um, she can. So Andrew Reese <clears throat> is a good big defender. Like you said, I know they didn't have necessarily the toughest schedule, but to me in basketball, that really doesn't matter. As long as you come to play, play some defense is the biggest thing, and both of those girls can play defense, they may be able to handle a few teams. But all in all, I'm going to tell you my championship <clears throat> team is I'm not going against the Gamecocks. I'm not going against South, <laughs> South Carolina. Yeah, I think we're probably all in agreement there. They they, they just look, <laughs> they look unbeatable right now. So yeah, I, I, I'm with you there as well. Um, all right, guys, let's let's shift gears. That that's a good four. Next week, I mean, the nice thing about the tournament is it goes on and on and on. We'll be able to get back together next week and and make any adjustments and changes if we <laughs> need sure. to. So. I'm ready to make my adjustment now. That you broke that news. <laughs> yeah, for UConn. Yeah, I think I think UConn's been in the final four. Like I can't remember how many years straight that they've yeah. been in it's a ridiculous number mm-hmm. i think this is the first year they don't get there in a in a <laughs> long long time um they lost to some teams this year that never beat them i think they lost a couple mm-hmm. conference games that never happened so i, I don't i don't think they're going to get there this year it's going to be fun though either way it's going to be fun let's talk some football yeah. man um let's do our weekly lamar jackson segment um <laughs> I don't know, K-Walk, man. I kind of feel like Lamar, you know, we like to talk relationships with Lamar. Like, maybe he broke up too soon, thought he had some other options, and now nobody's really feeling him right now, K-Walk. I don't know. Um, What's going on? I'm just going to ask it this way. Does anybody want Lamar Jackson? Somebody wants him. Man. I don't. I don't know. Somebody's always going to be wanted, man. Somebody always. One man's trash is another man's treasure, is what they say. So somebody's going to want him. And you know, the report came out and said that he turned down what a three-year, hundred thirty-three million dollar, hundred thirty-three million dollar deal with all of it guaranteed. I think that might have been by the Ravens. Um, by the way, um, from the Ravens. I think that might have been a smart move to take that deal, man. He's what, 26 years old. He just turned 26 in, in what January. And you take that deal, you get 133 million guarantee. You got three years uh, on that deal. And then you go back into free agency and look for another yeah. deal. They're like, you know, Ali, uh, um, a la uh, Michael Vick type deal. I know different circumstances, but same difference is you get two big time, two, uh, two big time contracts. And that's 44 million a year. Right. What's right. Uh, and you know what, Jay? Um, somebody wants him, Jay. So, somebody wants him. Um, I don't know, Jay. I mean, I, I don't know what, what the what the what the word is around the league. You know, the league is a fraternity. We're going to hear certain things that like certain execs are talking to and, you know, talking to one another. And a lot of these teams pulled out immediately. Yeah. Bucks pulled out. Yeah. Falcons pulled out. Colts pulled out. I mean, these are quarterback needy teams, and they're yep. pulling out. So that's yep. got to that's got to raise a red flag for you. But I think he played his hand. I th- I really thought he was going to be that guy that everybody wanted, man. And now he's like, you know, uh, who wants me, man? Now he's out there, you know, selling tickets. You know, you know, I, you know, you know, help my cause, this and that. Now he's got to be the guy. He thought people were going to come to him, and he's got to turn people away. Now people are turning him away. So with all that being said, Jay, I. I don't know what to think about this guy right now, man. I'm a Lamar Demetrius Jackson fan. Yeah, I called out his government, but um, 
I don't know, Jay. I don't know. I, I just don't know where this guy is going to go, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. He's going to have to. I'll if he goes wherever he goes, it's going to be it's going to be a significant pay cut for sure. Yeah, if I'm Lamar, I'm going to the Ravens tonight saying, hey, is that deal still on the table? Right. Can we still do the yeah, 133 for yeah. three years? Because if he can still get that, he needs to take that immediately. Um, man, I, I is he Britt, is he getting bad advice like not to take that deal? We know he doesn't have an agent. Does he need an agent, agent, like a real agent? I'm not hating on his mom. I'm really not. Maybe she's very good at what she does. But it just feels like he start like I feel like almost like the power was on his side and now he's losing some of that power. What are your thoughts, Britt? What's going on with Lamar? And also, Britt, do you think the league, I know, I know they can't say this out loud, but do you think the owners kind of got together and said, look, we got to stop this craziness, the guaranteed money, the Deshaun Watson contracts? We're not going to jump on this Lamar thing. We got to stop this before it gets out of control. Um, Look, I'm all for players who, to answer your first question, I'm all for players who want to represent themselves or have their parents represent themselves. But you also have to understand that there are certain things that agents can do for you um, between relationships. They have the necessary relationships. They can probably get you close to the contract that you want um, as for your mom may or may not be able to. They may like you. They may like your mom, but you don't have the necessary jargon, the business background. Not to say that she's not a VP somewhere, but clearly something's not connecting here. Something's not working. Uh, but to me, the biggest factor is they're going in with this one mindset. If his mom is his agent or if he's representing himself, you're going in with this one mindset and not really opening up for negotiations. And I believe that's where the uh, uh, the problem is. What is your bottom line? It seems like you don't even have a bottom line. And that's a problem. Too Most business people got a bottom line. That's the problem. You just want what you want. I want to go win. I want a $230 million contract and I want it fully guaranteed for this amount of years. Well, where does it lead for negotiation? And to me, I feel like that's why all these teams are leaving. <laughs> like you also on a lot of good teams that can pay you good money. Atlanta Falcons, they had over $60 million in cap space and they just pulled out. That's home for you. Um, so I, I know that's the that's issue. And then, Jay, to your point, I kind of agree. I think these owners got together and they said, we will not be giving out these Deshaun Watson type of contracts. That was just a one-off situation because of all his legal issues. And you see where that got the Browns. Thank goodness Deshaun Watson was willing to restructure that contract so they could open up a lot of cap space in order for them to sign um, for them to sign uh, uh, other free agents or their, even their draft picks because you need a certain, uh, certain amount of money set aside for your draft picks. My question to Lamar Jackson, what is your goal? Do you just want to get this main contract? If that's the case, you might have to negotiate just a little bit and maybe find your teams that go to a team that's not ready to win right now. Maybe the Colts. If, I know they pulled out, but maybe there's an offer on the table that they're willing to give you. I agree with you guys. Go back to the Ravens accept that deal because that was a good deal. It's fully guaranteed. So many. If you get hurt within the next three years, they still got to pay you your money. I have no idea what they're looking for. I, I don't. I think he's asking a little bit too much, and that's kind of kicking him in the butt right now. I, I don't know. 
Let me yeah. ask you guys this, man. Since what is the number you think? To, I mean, we know the number for Deshaun, but what number do you guys think he's worth? Because Derek Carr just got a hundred million guaranteed, and I, you got you can't tell me that he shouldn't get you know at least one fifty, close to one, close to two hundred. I'm thinking you know, agent or no agent, the money he's worth what he is. The market dictates that. The market tells you what you're worth. So you go out there and you see Derek Carr sign a hundred million dollar con- I mean hundred million dollar guaranteed contract. I'm the MVP. Derek Carr was just released by his team, and he's getting 100 million a guarantee from another team. I'm the MVP. I'm still on my rookie contract. I'm 26 years old. I just turned 26 years old, and mm-hmm. I've done what I've done. and And look at his numbers. Look at his numbers. He's 46, and I think 46 and 17. Um, and as far as a starting quarterback, and when they're not, when they're, when he doesn't play, they have a losing record. So all those numbers speak for themselves. I think he gets. I think he's. So to get exactly what he's asking for, in my personal opinion. But what's the number for you guys? Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, it's a fair point because, like, when you when you look at the best quarterbacks in football, like the Patrick Mahomes and those guys, like, I, I think I, I'm not saying anyone says Lamar is better than Patrick or is even as good as, but I think when you talk about the best quarterbacks in the league, Lamar Jackson's name always comes up. And all those guys are like $200 million men, right? Like, aren't they in that $200 million arena? So I, I, I don't blame Lamar for asking for the 200. Like, I feel like that's probably a fair asking rate for, for what they're paying these quarterbacks now. Right. So Asking for $200 million, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. My my only thing is I feel like maybe not having an experienced agent or an agent that's been around the block a few times is that, you know, maybe just some of the nuances of the contract and maybe working in some things from a creative standpoint or putting some money on the back end or just figuring some things out that yeah. way that maybe they're missing. Because, look, three years at 133 like if you span that out over five years, that is your two hundred million dollar mm-hmm. contract, you know. So yeah, I don't necessarily think that was a bad deal they put on the table. I, I agree. And I agree. to your point, now I'm twenty nine years old and I got a chance to go to the table again. Yeah. So I I feel like maybe just having somebody in your corner that can maybe kind of show you the advantages of maybe doing something like that would have helped Lamar, but I, but I agree. K walk. I, I don't think he's wrong for asking for the kind of money he's asking for, but I, I think maybe the timing of it is a little off because I do feel like the owners saw that Deshaun Watson contract and said, we're not going to keep doing this. And I think Lamar is kind of a victim of that circumstance. But here, here's my thing. That contract puts him up there with the Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. He's 44. Well, Patrick Mahomes is 45. So you're getting yeah. more than what Derek Carr is getting per year, and you're fully guaranteed, right? Derek yeah. Carr is what 37.5 million, but only a hundred million guaranteed. So you're getting but the the problem is well, for them, for, know, that, for them. <laughs> the problem is, like I say, he doesn't what is his body? He's not willing to negotiate. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah. You're just not willing to negotiate. You have to go into this table having a bottom line. What is your bottom line? Okay. You may not give me the $250 million guarantee. I'm not sure if that's what he's asking for. I'm just 200. It it's 200. Is that what he's at? They say that's, 200, what, that's, that's what that number is. 200 guarantee. 200 guarantee. That's what he says. Okay. That's what they so say you may wants. not give me 200 million guarantee. Okay. Well, what about, I don't know, 190 million guarantee? Like, what is your bottom line that you're not yeah. willing to go past? And if, are you, are you offering potentially that? If they're not meeting your 200 million gap. You know, 
what is your bottom line? And it maybe it's a year problem. It might not even be that the the dollar problem. Maybe he's asking it for four years versus, and they're trying to come back at six years, you know, to right. spread that out a little bit. So I don't know. It depends on what his goal is and if he's really willing trying to negotiate. But again, an agent could potentially help him get around these little nuances, nuances that maybe his mom's not able to do because of the relationship aspect. I'm not sure. But something is not connecting with this team. Yeah, or maybe yeah. they look at him and say, we can get you in a draft. That's yeah, a possibility. I, yeah, Anthony and Richardson is out there. Opinion. Anthony Richardson is right there. But yeah, I exactly. agree. I, I think where he messed up at, I think he should have taken that. If the, if this if it is true, that number three years, 133 million uh, you guaranteed, that. you got to take that. You're still 20. That's you're coming out money. of that contract under 20. I'm under 30 years old. I, I think he he dropped the ball there, pun intended. But um, yeah, to, to answer some of these guys' questions or these these uh these comments here, where we think uh. Rodgers is going to end up. Uh, you know what? It's taking long. I, from what I hear, the Jets and the and the and the uh, the Packers they have a done deal. Now it's just up to Aaron Rodgers to say, okay, I'm going to do this. They just signed Lazard. The Jets did the wide receiver there, so maybe that's the inkling of what we're going to hear. Rodgers has come out and said that um, uh, that you know it was the, the decision is right around the corner. Um, mm-hmm. So with that being said, I'm I'm leaning towards the Jets, man. I'm leaning towards the Jets. I think they signed Lazard for a reason. Um, I don't think Lazard would have signed if he didn't know if Norad Rodgers was going to go there. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. And as far as the Waller trade, we kind of touched on that earlier. So if you want to, you know, just circle back, we thought it was a good trade for the uh, the Giants, and we're not sure what's going on in in, uh, in Raider Nation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that Waller trade was a steal for sure. Go ahead, Britt. And I, and I was gonna say I just want to shout them out. I don't know how to say their names, but this is what Jay Sean Vlogs. This is off of Twitch, guys. So yes, we're also on Twitch as well. This okay. is where these comments are. Um, so you can follow us on Twitch also. And this is T Lat number eight. So Appreciate but it, for the most part, I do agree with uh K Walker both of those um responses. Both of those yeah. yeah, good stuff. All right, let's let's talk a little bit about another QB. <clears throat> Guys, there's Tom Brady rumors. I mean, hopefully they're just rumors. I don't know if they've kind of made it across your airwaves at all, but I, I listen to the Dan Lebertard show a lot when I'm driving home from work, and they were mm-hmm. talking about Brady possibly coming back to Miami, uh, that maybe there's some rumblings and rumors that he's going to dust off the old cleats one more time. What do you think, Britt? Any truth to this? Could you see Brady coming back, or do you think he's done for good this time? No, I think he's done for good. I mean, he may have considered it. I, I do believe that was a thought in the back of his head, potentially. Maybe his rep uh, agent or whoever maybe could have asked him. I'm pretty sure he would love to be able to throw to uh, uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waller. And then they just acquired uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, for the corners to go along with Xavier Howard. So clearly they're a much more improved team. Um, but I think he's done. I think he's like, you know what? I got my seven rings. Let me go make this money in broadcasting now and just do what I want to do. Maybe be more of a mentor now um, to these younger guys. So I think he's done. Hey, Walk, any chance TB12 suits up one more time? Nah, man. We, we, we know he has that competitive itch. We know, you know, I'm <laughs> sure he has it. You know, he until he says it, I, I don't see it, especially not coming back to my, I mean, not coming to Miami. Um, All the teams are going to, you know, go out there. Your quarterback needy teams are going to go out there and, you know, say, give their sales pitch to, to Tom Brady and say, listen, let's give it one more run. We got this guy like Brittany, like Brittany just mentioned, as far as, um, you know, everything that they brought there, you know, trying to entice Tom Brady, like Tom Brady, look what we got over here. Come on, come on over here. Um, but 
but yeah, I, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I think he's uh, content with his decision as much as he wants to come back and he wants to play as, as long as he possibly can. I say he he's, he's done. I think he's, he's truly retired at this point. I, I totally get why you guys would say that, but I'm going the other way on this one, man. I, I think TV 12 is going to suit up one more time. K-1. Oh man. Shane, you, know, I don't see look, that, man. Man, you know, you know, first of all, you know how hard it is to walk away from it. Even when you know it's time, and, and especially the greats, the all-time greats, they just never know when to walk away. If mm-hmm. somebody calls Tom Brady and, they, and and it's a decent package on a team that I he thinks he can win on, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he rolls the dice one more time, man. So I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say we're going to see him one more time. Jay, I have a question for you. Where is this money coming from? You just took on Jalen Ramsey's contract. Tyreek Hill has a big contract. There's a few big contracts over there, so we're, I know he's not coming back for cheap. He's not going. He's never been the most. That's a good uh, point. Uh, the most expensive quarterback because he always wanted to make sure his team has talent around him. Wasn't but he ain't coming either. back for cheap. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. the cheapest either. So he'll definitely yeah. be at least top seven or eight. So I don't know yeah, where that true. money's coming from. Yeah, they might not be able to pay him. That's true. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. You're, you guys are probably right, but I'm I'm kind of hoping he he does it one more time just <laughs> just for fun. Um, all right, let let's shift gears, guys. I, I got to bring the show down a little bit here. KD is hurt again. Get this time he gets hurt warming up in a layup line, rolls his ankle. My Phoenix Suns are suffering, you know, (laughs) by the time he comes back, it's going to be playoff time. They would have only played one game together. I think maybe two, two or three games. I don't know. Three, yeah, three games. Okay. Well, can we trust KD? Can we trust him to be healthy for this playoff run? Jay, the way he, the last way he, the way, the last uh, time he got hurt, the way he got hurt, Jay, you got to say no. I mean, he can't even just say no one was around. He can't even take the ball out without twisting his ankle, Jay. Um, I don't know what it was. I'm not laughing at you, bro. I'm not, I don't mean to laugh at your injury, man. But this is just for the sake of the uh, the show and sake for the uh, sake of the uh, the question being asked. No, man, I, I don't think you can trust him, Jay. I mean, look, 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 look what happened. I mean, look, I mean, that thing looked nasty too. It did. It wasn't like you know it he did. tripped over someone. Someone got into his way. Or there was a ball rolling. He tried to avoid it. It was just a routine layup as he was attempting to do, and that thing almost snapped, man. Oh, my good gracious, that thing looked ugly. But, no, we can't trust him to, to answer the question. I don't think you can trust him. Look what happened, you know, back when he was with uh, Golden State, you know, we had the Achilles. Look what happened in Brooklyn with the hamstring. I mean, just so many different injuries, man, that just creep, on, creep up on this guy. And now he's looking healthy. He was looking great, looking smooth. And then he did, like I said, just a routine layup and warm-ups, and he gets hurt. So, no, I don't think you can trust him to stay healthy, Jack. As much as I hate <laughs> to say it, I agree with you, man. Like, every time he runs up and down the floor, I'm always watching, just waiting yeah. for his ankle to get rolled up on or for him to be standing around and someone to fall on his leg. So, yeah, I agree, man. I, I hope, obviously, I hope he can stay healthy. But, man, I, I I just can't trust it right now. You're right. That was ugly. I've never yeah. seen anything yeah. like that. Just yeah, going up yeah. for a layup yeah. and roll your ankle like that. I mean, his ankle was flat to the ground. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was, that was really ugly. But, Britt, give me some good news. Can, can KD stay <laughs> healthy? What do you think? I'm still investigating what the heck he slipped on. It looked like he split. <laughs> Did they ever figure that out? 
I don't know. Was the floor wet? I never heard anything it about. Didn't look like it. He never, slipped. it just know. looked like I don't know what it was. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what happened. Um, I seen him, and then all of a sudden he lifts his leg up and goes down. I'm just like, but I, I look. I don't know. KD is a wonder when it comes to these injuries. Uh, I don't know. And like you alluded to, Jay is right before the playoffs <clears throat> where they have the chemistry to do well. Good thing is that he's a good player that plays off the ball, and I think Chris. Paul um, is smart enough, you know, basketball IQ to ensure that the team is ready surrounding him. So I think because Chris Paul is leading that team and is still the point guard, I know we sometimes have concerns with his injuries as well. I think they'll be okay. So, Jay, I don't think you have to worry about it too much. And, you know, your two best players play <laughs> off the ball while Chris Paul, Chris Paul is basically the director on the court, the coach on the court. So, I think they'll be fine. So I won't be too worried about it right now. Um, I think for the playoffs, he'll be, he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, the on, only silver lining for me is that his game is just so incredibly – he's just so easy to play with. Like, you can plug him in anywhere, and he'll, and he'll be fine. So that's kind of the only silver lining. Hopefully he can stay healthy, but I don't know. I'm not confident at all. All right, guys, let's do – let's play a quick game of Would You Rather – and then we'll do our rant and who's balling and, and we'll wrap this show up. So quick game of would you rather. I'll give you a couple scenarios. You tell me which one you would rather do. I think these, I don't know. I don't know if they're easy or not. One time I thought I made some tough ones and y'all thought it was easy. I don't know about <laughs> these. Maybe you'll think they're hard. We'll see. Uh, Britt, I'm going to start with you on this first one. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have for your team, so for your Eagles, would you rather have a great defense and mm-hmm. just an okay offense or a great offense, but just an okay defense. In today's NFL, which one would you rather? Oh, so it's NFL, not NBA? Yeah, today's NFL. Great I mean, defense, if- an okay offense, or great offense, and okay defense? Normally, I would say a great defense and an okay offense, normally. But today's NFL, and the Chiefs, look, clearly they just won. Um, they have a great quarterback and a great tight end in an okay defense. So I guess with the way the rules are nowadays, the, all the unnecessary calls, all the unnecessary uh, passing the rougher calls, the crazy interference calls that's always called, it just seems like things always go to offense way. So I'm going to say today's NFL, great offense and okay defense. You only yeah. need a defense hopefully to make that one stop. So yeah, I hate to agree because I always want to take defense. I always want to take defense. But in today's NFL, I think you're right. A great offense with an okay defense that can get you one or two stops a game, that might be enough. So I'm going to yeah. agree with you, Brick. K-Walk, where are you going on this one? Yeah, I, I used to say great defense and an okay offense. But after the 49ers and what they did and how they got they lost that NFC championship, I want, an, I want a good defense. I want a, a great offense. Because, you know, mm-hmm. even with an okay offense and you have a great defense, that defense can get tired on you yeah. if, you're on the, if, you're, if they're on the field too long. And that was ultimately what happened to the 49ers in that NFC championship game. So I'm going to switch my, my, uh, my pick here because you posed this question some time back and I said – got great defense but i'm going the other way this time man so so give me that 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 dynamic offense uh for sure all right so, so sad so sad that we got to look at it this way i know i know i don't like mm-hmm. it right and right. we're all in agreement on that one mm-hmm. all right k walk i'm gonna stay with you on this one uh would you rather have an all-time great at qb 
with just very average receivers or all-time great receivers with just an average QB? I'm going to take the latter. Uh, actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I mean, you take that back. Um, g- give me an all-time great quarterback with average receivers. Yeah, because the receive because the average uh, all-time great quarterback can make those average receivers look just a little bit above average or even good uh, for that matter. So give me yeah, all-time great quarterback and average receivers. Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. Great. <laughs> what about you? Um, I was going to say quickly agree, but it was actually a little tougher than I thought it would be. Um, I think I'm gonna go the same way. I do believe I'm gonna go the same way. But when you look back, like you look at the Ravens, well, no, that, that was just a great defense. The defense. Era, <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Um, you look at the Cowboys, I mean, not the Cowboys, the Giants, uh, <laughs> with Eli Manning. Uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm go with K Walk here. I agree with K Walk. I think if you do all-time great quarterback i agree with the same explanation you said they do elevate their the those players game when you look at tom brady patrick mahomes uh go back to um uh joe montana although he has some good receivers yeah. too but yeah right i was like well he has, yeah. <laughs> he has some great receivers so that might not be a great but he was still an all-time great quarterback so um but at least the, the last two i said the last two that makes more sense um <laughs> uh Car- yeah, yeah. No, I'm just used those still. Yeah, I go with K Walk. Yeah, I was gonna try to go the other way, but I think you guys are right. I'm gonna take the all-time great QB with just the okay receivers because I do agree. I think the QB would make them better, and we've seen Brady do it with just okay receivers. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you guys on that one. All right, last one, Britt. Uh, a great team. <laughs> but an incompetent head coach. So a great team, great players all over, offense, defense, mm-hmm. everywhere. Great team constructed, but your head coach is incompetent. <laughs> or mm-hmm. <laughs> you're cracking me up, man. Or just a decent team. Like you got an okay roster, mm-hmm. but you got a once-in-a-lifetime head coach. He can really coach them up. Which one would you rather have? Um. It sounds like you're talking about the Cowboys a little bit. I'm not sure, though. <laughs> Maybe. Mike McCarthy <laughs> did come to mind. That's what I, I got out this. of it. That's <laughs> what I took out not, of it. I'm not sure. Um, but if I had to choose, ooh, ooh. Um, Great players everywhere, but the coach is incompetent. Uh, or um, eh, decent team, but a heck of a football coach. Oh, my goodness. That is hard. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm taking a little long. It's the reason because I'm sitting here thinking. This time I'm going to go with. I'm gonna go with the great, uh, great coach. I'm gonna the go with the coach. great coach, but a okay, okay team. Um, I think if they're a great coach, they will understand that players strength versus their weakness and pit them where they know they will ex- succeed as a team and okay. individually. Um, I think ultimately that will help to elevate their game. You know, we've seen it. Look at Brian Dable. Yeah. Great coach. He had okay players around him. Um, I'm pretty sure we've seen in the past somewhere along that line, somebody won a championship or got close to it. Um, 
it's hard to use Andy Reid as an example because he always had pretty good quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to use that. Uh, I'm going to stick with my answer. Okay. That's a hard one. I like it. I like my it. Answer. The great coach with the, the decent team. Okay, well, I, I kind of want to hear what you say before I answer. Where, where are you going on this? Yeah, I have to agree, man. This wasn't really that hard for me. I have to go with the uh, the the the, uh, the great, uh, the phenomenal head coach with just a decent team because I've seen, you know, with with my Miami Heat, you know, they're they're not the you know the most athletic. They don't have the superstars on their team. They have a couple stars, but they got Eric Spolstra, and, and you know, you got it. Look what Kyle Shanahan did with the 49ers going to five quarterbacks, you know, and, and what they were able to achieve, you know, him able to, he, he's able to put them yeah. in situations to win, no matter who the quarterback was. And yeah. we, we, I think we all agree. Well, I, I said it, that's the most important position in, in football was the quarterback position. But so, yeah, I'm going to go with the, uh, the, the phenomenal head coach with the decent team. Yeah. I, mean, I so- was going to try to make a case and go the other way, you know, and say like <laughs> the great players can overcome it. These guys are stars, players make plays and all that kind of stuff. But if you got a coach like going for it on fourth and 15 from his own 20 yard line, like right? that's Seriously. just going to be a lot to overcome. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to agree I mean, with you guys on this one. I guess it depends. When you look at Aaron Rodgers, when he won that Super Bowl, Mike McCarthy was the head coach. So it yeah. can happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess I, I guess it depends on how incompetent the the coach really is, right? Because right? there's a there's a lot of different levels of bad coaching for sure. Right. All right, guys, good stuff. Let's get into our rant and who's balling and then we'll wrap this show okay. up. Real yeah. real quick. Yeah, um, yeah. I know we got another question. If we can I'll answer, answer that. Real I, fast. I got one. I got one. Uh, it was from same same person. We appreciate you, Jay Sean Vlogs. Yeah. For being a um for watching us and subscribing to us, but he has a question: favorite underrated prospect in this year's class? I'm assuming he means NFL. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I'm gonna got? yeah. I got. I'm a receiver, so I'm gonna go with a receiver here. I'm gonna go with Zay Flowers, um, the uh, the young kid, uh, the young mm-hmm. man out of uh, Boston College. Um, he's he's a little small, but he plays a lot bigger than his size, man. And he's gonna make an excellent slot receiver in the NFL. Has d- tremendous uh, speed. Uh, so he's definitely going to be someone you're going to look at. He's going to be a day two guy, not a day one guy. Um, so look for him. He may go in the second, third round. But look out for a Zay Flowers from Boston College receiver there. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Okay, well, I, let me throw out a couple here. I don't. I think this guy's underrated, even though he's somewhat highly rated. Right. Um, right. Hendon Hooker, man. Like yeah, we're talking it. about all these quarterbacks, and I know he's coming off of an injury, but a healthy Hendon Hooker. Like, come on. Like, I, I know he's a little bit older than some of these other guys, but he's going to be able – he's going to be a good NFL quarterback if he gets on the right team and he gets healthy. So I feel like he's a little bit underrated. And I'll yeah. throw out a Penn State guy that a lot of people probably don't know, but P.J. Mustafer, interior defensive lineman, was hurt last year. kind of played through this year, probably still working his way back to 100%, but he's a really good run stopper when he's fully healthy. So P.J. Mustafer might be another guy that somebody picks up and he ends up being a good player for a long time. Great call, yeah. there, Jay. Jay, you, you you took my answer. I was going to say Hendon Hooker. Um, yeah. I think he's very underrated. I think if he's healthy, like you say, he's a little <laughs> older, I think he will surprise a lot of people in the NFL. So just watch out for him. Yeah, that's really all I have right now. Yeah, no, that, yeah. I, oh my I, I god, don't, I don't get it. I don't get. I know. I know why they like 
-hmm. some of the other prospects. I I get it. They wow you at the combine. They wow you with their arm. Mm -hmm. Will Levis, right? Uh, Richardson out of Florida, right? Um, But man, Hendon Hooker, he did it on the field. Like he produced on the field. So I don't know why he's kind of an afterthought right now. I think the injury probably set him down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. But, you know, you got to believe he's going to get back healthy and come back. So it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Is that that'll end up being a sneaky good pick for somebody. Um, All right, guys, let's do our um, our one minute rants here every week. We like to do a one minute rant opportunity to get something off your chest, positive, negative, whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind. You get one minute to just let it go. Um, Okay, Walk, I'm going to start with you, man. I I I honestly when I was putting the show notes together, I completely forgot about the rant. So why you're giving, why you're giving yours, I'm going to see if I can think of something real quick. So I'm going to start with you. You got right. one minute on the clock, man. Take it away. The floor. Is yeah. Yours. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to need a minute. I'm going to, my man, Jimmy Butler, man, my man, Jimmy Butler with his hair, man, do something with that hair, bro. Um, I mean, he changes it up. I don't know if you guys saw it last night oh. against the Utah jazz. First he started the game. He, he had like, what 80 percent of his hair braided and he had the front part of it um you know unbraided or what have you goes into the locker rooms comes out second half it's completely <laughs> unbraided um, <laughs> i mean <laughs> i don't know what happened i don't know if he ran out of time i don't know if his stylist you know had to go somewhere or what have you man but uh, that's not the first time you know he did something like that so jimmy mm-hmm. butler man get that get that thing done man you you know how much you know how long you know what style you want you know you have a stylist and you know how long it takes man so get that thing done man fun rant there good stuff good stuff right there k walk i love it Britt, what you got for us this week? Um, I don't really have a rant to th- this week. It's, this was a little tough for me. But if I had to say anything, I'm a Aaron Rodgers. I'm coming at Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers decided to give Jets. I know we spoke about it a little bit earlier. He wanted to give uh, Jets a to-do list. Like, you need to acquire these players in order for me to come to you. Well, if that's the case, you better win. That's all I need to say. You better win. If they get... Uh, I know they got one or two of those players. I think it was one, Alan Lazard. But if they get a couple more, you better win. And I don't want to hear nothing out of you. I don't want to hear no complaining like you were last year. Not a peep. But go out there. You better play. And you better win that Super Bowl. And I said it's Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to get there. Not yet. But you better win. I mean, you got you making all these demands and requirements and all this. Like you, you just the Pope of the NFL. You better show up then. That's all I'm going to say. Britt, I actually, I love that. And I don't have, I, I didn't think of anything, but I, I I agree with your rant, Britt. Like Aaron Rodgers for me has become the most annoying, well, maybe second to Gosh. Kylo Murray. And one of the most <laughs> annoying people in the NFL. I feel like he is just, he thinks, I know he's great. I know he's an all-time talent. I know all of that. But I almost feel like he's just gotten a little too full of himself. Like he maybe right. he's not as good as he thinks he is anymore. So I don't know. He just kind of rubs me the wrong way as well. Hey, Pat, Pat McAfee doesn't help. I don't know if you guys ever watch Pat McAfee mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. with uh yep. and Aaron Rodgers. That don't help, man. Yeah, That's just man. like adding fuel to the fire, right? That's his little sidekick right there. His hype, yeah. man, if you will. Can't, can't stand him neither. When it's all said <laughs> and done, do you think he's gonna be a Packer or a Jet, K Walk? I like I answered that. I think it was Jay Sean's question earlier. I, I think he's going to be a jet, man. I, jet. I think ultimately he'll be a jet. Like we mentioned a couple of weeks back that yeah, we think it's time. It's, it's, this is 
you know, we hear it every season. Is is he going to be a Packer? Is he going to be elsewhere? And we, you know, we agreed that we think that he's going to be elsewhere. And I think they have everything together. Both sides agreed. It's just up to the, it's mm-hmm. up to Aaron Rodgers to say, okay, let's let's make the deal happen. I think Lassard went there saying that, you know. I know the money was good. Don't get me wrong, but I think he 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 maybe has an inside tip. I could be wrong, but maybe he has an inside tip that Aaron Rodgers is going to going to uh, New York. <clears throat> Britt, you agree? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, like K Walk alluded to, they already had the plan in place. It's already set. They're just waiting for Aaron Rodgers to say, "Go ahead, make it happen." Um, he may, of course, he'll most likely have to pay uh, make a take a pay cut. But I think Packers is ready to move on for sure. They're ready to move on to Jordan Love, who has been Trump. sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for the last what four or five years. Yeah. Oh my goodness, probably four years because they didn't they didn't have to give him another contract yet. So four years. I think this is his fifth year. Um, that's a little crazy. That, yeah. That's crazy. Have a first round draft pick, first round quarterback sitting behind another quarterback that usually doesn't happen too often. So I think they're ready to move on from him. Yeah, and I if agree. he doesn't go to the Jets, woo! Yeah, yeah, it's going yeah. to be. That's going to be crazy. It feels real this time. Yeah. Like all the yeah. other years, you felt like he was just kind of trying to flex his muscle or whatever. But it yeah. feels real this time. I, I think he's leaving. But why too. not? Why not? You know, the Jets is basically a quarterback away from getting a little bit further in the in uh, the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. guaranteed to make the playoffs. To me, with the Jets, with that young. I think they had a top five, top six or seven defense last year. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And they got Nathaniel Hackett there, so he's who he's very familiar, familiar. with. Yeah, so, yeah. So I mean, it, right. it, it sounds like it's a perfect. It seems game. like it makes sense. Yep. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, that'll be one to watch. All right, let's do uh, who's balling, guys. Every week we want to shout out a team, <clears throat> coach, player, whatever, somebody that's just been getting it done, absolutely balling. I'm gonna go first here. I doubt either one of you have this one on your list. So I, I, you don't have to worry, but I'm going to the XFL. I know you guys haven't been watching a lot of XFL, but the XFL is pretty good quality football. If you don't have nothing to do on a Saturday night or Sunday afternoon, give the XFL a, a shot. The DC Defenders, 4-0 and right now. They play an exciting brand of football, score a lot of points. Crowd is really engaged in the football game. So I'm just going to shout out the whole DC Defenders organization from the <laughs> XFL. They're undefeated right now, playing really good football. The DC Defenders, absolutely balling. Let me. Um, I got two questions for you on that, Jay. One, yeah. who's the defense? Uh, DC Defenders quarterback. I have no idea. No? <laughs> <laughs> no, I. You know who I think it is, K. Walker. If I got my teams right, you remember that QB uh, that was the the brother that was quarterback in Miami. Um, he runs. He, you know, he's a good read option QB. I can't oh, think of his name, uh, but I know. I know you probably know who I'm talking about. He, it's him yeah, and another guy. They okay. they work in and out, but I I don't, I don't have the names. No, no, I know. I wasn't trying to be funny. I but, just wanted um, to know who the quarterback yeah, yeah. was. And and two, did they do it like uh, I think it was a USFL where they played all their games in the same stadium, or no. did they actually have their yeah, own? They're stadium? actually playing in the cities that the teams yeah. are in. Oh, okay. All which right, I think right, is cool. is better yeah, because definitely. obviously they're getting some fan <laughs> support and things okay. like that. So I I, gotcha. I definitely like like that uh, layout better. All right, Britt, who you got? Who's balling for you this week? I tell you one thing. I like their rules. They allow them boys to play. Yeah. Yeah, Ain't ain't none of that tic tac stuff that the NFL is doing. Some of the rules are interesting. I like some of the rules, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, 
I mean, I'm with the obvious, I, I guess, for me. Uh, I had to shout out my guy because this or this guy, not necessarily my guy, but this guy, I do like him um, because he's been getting, hearing a lot of slack over the last year and throughout this season. I went with Clay Thompson. Um, he dropped 38 points. He was like, don't forget about me, y'all. I'm tired <laughs> of hearing y'all talk crap about me. I yeah. still, I, I, I could still score. Dropped 38 points um, and a 123-112 victory over the Suns. That boy was balling. Yeah, I love Clay. So anytime he has a big night, I, I love that for <laughs> sure. K-Walk, who you got? I, I got your guys, Jay. Your Penn State Nittany Lions men's basketball okay. team, man. Yes. I like these yes. guys, man. I like what they've mm-hmm. been doing all season. Like I told you in the text, you know, I've been watching these guys. I've been watching basketball season, but specifically these guys, man. I just love the way they're coached. I love the way they play, man. They, they got in. They were, you know, they a tough matchup against Purdue in, in the uh, in the Big Ten Championship Uh for sure. I mean, Edie's is a tough matchup for anybody yeah. from yeah. Purdue to uh, to match up with. But they 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 went through uh, three tough teams, three upsets there, man. They're the number 10 seed. They play Friday night against Texas A&M. I have them going to the, uh, to the round of 32. I have them beating Texas A&M. So your Penn State Nittany Lions basketball team has been balling. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, I tried to get K-Walk to join in on the We Are Penn State champ. He wasn't willing to go I that can't. far with me, but I, I appreciate the love, K-Walk. That Texas A&M no. matchup worries me, though, because that, that's it's a gonna tough be a good draw. Matchup. That is yeah, a tough it's, draw. It's, a good, it's gonna be a good matchup. Yeah, Charles I'm me, hoping Charles. they pull it out. I'm hoping they pull it out. All right, good stuff, guys. That was fun. Britt, let the people know what you're interested in this week. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of basketball and then also where people can find you on social media. Well, right now it's about to be some sleep because daylight savings time is still killing. No, I'm just kidding. You're going to bed um, before me tonight, Britt. Right, right. Um, no, of course, basketball is March Madness time. So all my attention goes right to March Madness. Um, it's time to sit down and watch. If I could watch every game, I would. Uh, do everybody forget about the NIT? I guess it doesn't matter anymore, does it? Carolina <laughs> forgot about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we don't want that. We don't want that participation award. <laughs> um, but NFL free agency, um, the telling of, you know, the NBA is dwindling down. You're able right into April, which is the end of the season. And as we say all that, Baseball rises. So um, I know we're in the, the classic right now. What is the summer classic or whatever they call it? Mm-hmm. Um, they're world. playing right now. What is it called? Okay, well, world, this is the world baseball. Yeah. World baseball yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. the, the world baseball classic. Yeah. So that's, I'll be watching or trying to watch all of it as much as I can. Um, but you guys could watch, <clears throat> can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Brittany Monique at the bottom of my screen. Good stuff, Britt. I was with you all the way up until you got to the baseball, and that's that's where I tailed off. But yeah, definitely pitch, looking forward to the pitch. Pitch clock makes it a little bit more entertaining to watch. Yeah, I need to get sure. a team. If I maybe if I could find a team that I could you know lock on to, maybe I'd start watching. Go some with baseball. Atlanta. Go home. Go 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 with. They're Atlanta. decent too, right? They got pretty good ball yeah. club, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah. could I could probably do that. I could probably yeah. You're do right that. there too. Yeah. 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 Home I mean, you might as well. 
You might as well continue the rivalry. You want to choose the Cowboys, go with the Braves. Yeah, I might as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let me do that. And, I'm, and, I'm, he, can, and he can watch every game. Yeah, watch it. Yeah, I'm official. Yes, exactly. I'm a Braves fan there now. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, for me, basketball, I'm going to try to lock in, like you said, Britt, on, on the NCAA tournament, men's and women's. Honestly, like I've told yeah, you guys totally. before, I, I think I enjoy the women's tournament more than I do the men's, but I'll be locked in on both. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. And of course, you guys can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Jason Talk Sports. K Walk, what say you? Yeah, just like you guys, man. March Madness starts uh, starts tonight, but it officially kicks off Thursday. It's kind of weird for me because my Tar Heels aren't in it. Yeah. Um. So it's definitely a contrast to last year, but I'm um, still going to watch it nonetheless. Um. Like Brick kind of alluded to. You got March Madness. You got the baseball, uh, NBA playoffs starting right now. And then you got the start of baseball season as well. So <clears throat> good time of the year uh, for sure. Um, you can catch me on um, uh, Instagram, Kevin.Walker142, uh, Twitter at KevinWalker142, and Facebook, Kevin Walker. You can also catch me tomorrow night on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with myself and uh, East Eric Scott, uh, Sports Talk with K-Walk and East Scott uh, on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, 7 p.m., guys. Guys, uh, look on those up uh, on my uh, on my social media pages. The link will be there for you guys to listen in. And you can call in as well and ask any questions like you like you did this evening. So looking forward to that, guys. Yeah, good stuff. K Walk. K Walk, do you have a, a secondary team that you're rooting for since the Tar Heels are out? You got anybody that you're pulling for? I'm pulling your, your Penn State Nittany Lions, man. Okay. I'm, I'm going hey. to go. It's going to yeah. be hard, man. It's going to be hard. It. But I, I just I, something about them, man, I, I like. But I don't know how far they can get. I think they can beat Texas A&M, but it's March Madness, so you don't know. But other than that, Jay, I really don't have I really don't have a team. I think I might ride with UCLA. I think okay. UCLA might be my team, though, okay. to take it all the way. Britt, do you have a college team? Who do you root for? It's so funny. When it comes to basketball, I don't. I don't. It used to be Temple, but that was when John Cheney was yeah. coaching the team. Yeah. Um, ever since he he left and passed away, I, I don't. I just root for you know whoever I feel is doing well. Yeah. But yeah. I will say this for those. Um, thank you to everybody who was watching first and foremost. But that for is sure. something we would like to start doing. Ask us a question, send it to us, and we will answer the question during the show. So. Yeah, absolutely. And we definitely appreciate everybody who chimed in, everyone that was watching or listening. Uh, we appreciate you listening to the Sideline Speaks. We'll be back here next Tuesday live at 7 p.m. So for Brittany Jones and Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins, and we'll see you next time. Go Sixers! <laughs> Your inside never had it so good sports radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.